let's start the insanity. Mm, giddy up. Welcome back to Sunset Flip Radio, a podcast about the art and sport of professional wrestling. I'm your co-host, Thomas Lisi, always joined by Alex Drain. Alex, what's up? Guys, what's going on? Good morning. Well, it was a pretty good week in wrestling, in our opinion. We had some good programming. Um, not garbage, so that's, oh, yeah, that's a good start. It was not hot garbage. Last week was a show about nothing but hot garbage, and this week was definitely the opposite. Uh, but before we get into that, uh, Alex, you wanted to mention something? Yeah, we can't start the podcast without touching on uh, everything that's going on uh, in the world right now. You know, last week we spoke about um, the passing of uh, Shad Gaspard. Um, this week, unfortunately, it's something else we got to touch on. I feel like since we have uh, an avenue to share our, you know, to, to share with you guys, I feel like we have to address it. So, um, you know, starting today, we as humans, forget about individual race, need to just be better. Uh, I would have never thought that in 2020 we would need to discuss issues such as civil rights and injustices. Stop preaching hate. Stop teaching hate. And most importantly, believe that we can all be good to one another, no matter the color of someone's skin. We aren't born racist. Stop arguing with someone about hate and instead show that person love and compassion. I bet you'd be surprised at who listens and how your voice can help change just one person. Make love spread like a virus. Breathe in love. Don't spew hate. That's all I got. I was waiting. I was yeah, waiting. That was, and, that uh, was it. No, that was, that was Some very nice. brief. I feel like it needed to be said. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a crazy week. And um, we hope that, that our show, if it's not our show, then it's another show. But hopefully it's our show. Uh, kind of takes you away from what's going on. So yeah, that's, that, the, that's the whole point of uh, why we... Well, no, you're right. Yeah. Why we do what we do yeah. and why we love what we love. And in this case, it's wrestling. It's something that takes us out of everyday norms. I'm tired of looking on my phone all the time and seeing such hatred and whatever. It just makes me sick. Yeah, it's it, it's a lot of stuff going on. And, um, you know, we do this because we love wrestling. And, you know, I look, I always look for, I mean, for me, it was a hell of a week. Uh, in my personal life with work, mm-hmm. it was a pretty busy week. Same. And um, I always look forward to Sunday mornings because we do this very early and talk about wrestling and kind of step out of the world around uh, what's going on around us. Yeah, Sundays so. become uh, my new favorite day. I mean, Sunday, you guys Sunday, are Sunday, 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 for sure. I mean, if, if you guys are listening and we know you are, um, it, you're, you know, I'm sitting across from a white man and I am a half black, half puerto rican child so you know there's some love there so there we go you know love each other guys but on that note on that note um what makes a good promo that's a great question i don't know maybe the one that i just kind (laughs) of did but you know there's uh promo work is something that's been started since the early days of professional wrestling and 
if you can make a good promo, it kind of determines if you're going to be a good wrestler in the minds of some fans. Um, whether it's your delivery or whether it's what you say, some famous promos, it doesn't really matter what it is. In the mind of some true wrestling fans, I'm talking like hardcore wrestling fans, if you can cut a good promo or if you can't cut a, uh, cut a good promo, that kind of determines your fate. I think a good example of that is Roman Reigns when he first started. What, what do you mean? That he couldn't? He or? couldn't cut a promo. Oh, yeah. You know that. I mean, some would argue that it's still... Oh, yeah, to he's, day. he's I mean, still... I think that it's changed leap and, by leaps and bounds. I feel like they, no pun intended, gave, let go of some of that leash for the big dog. So we can talk. <laughs> yes, I went there, Tom. <laughs> oh, great. This is this is going to be a lot of wrestling puns in this episode. Um, no, I think it's true, though. Uh, I remember when he had a little program with John Cena. He's he was he was like stuttering in the in the ring with what he was saying, and John Cena goes, "Well, you know, this is how, this is how you do a promo, Roman." <laughs> and there was a huge pop from the crowd because it is kind of true. Like when I first watched Roman Reigns, and I think every other person can agree with it me suffering suck attack he, he, he sounded like a robot like you can tell he was like looked like it sounded like he was reading from a piece of paper but in his head dude. yes in his head like i am the big dog this is my yard that's like hooked on, <laughs> hooked on phonics yeah it's <laughs> but i mean if we if we talk about who gave the best promo of all time or who what is the best promo of all time for me in in no order right in my opinion the, the top three guys as far as promos are concerned again in no order thank you for clarifying that because people will just start all the slander yeah. in the comment section in no order how dare you yeah. put this person first in no particular, in no order. particular order maybe we should title the show in yeah. no particular order uh, Ric Flair uh, The Rock and Dusty Rhodes are my t- are my top three of all time giving promos. Dusty, yeah, good old Dusty. Um, what about you? Uh, you had two of them on there. You had Flair and The Rock, mm-hmm. um, and I would have to throw in the Macho Man there. Yeah, now the Macho Man, he he had some phenomenal. I mean, we we talked about a lot of his promos in our episode episode uh, three, the Macho Man experience, cream of the crop. Um, cream of the crop, exactly. It's called that for a reason because of that infamous cream of the crop promo where he's twirling around like a ballerina with creamers off his head. But it wasn't that. It was it was more than that. It was more. It was more of the the whole delivery of it and what he was actually trying to say. Even though it was kind of confusing at first, but the cream rises to the top it's just it's just ridiculous just ridiculous promo work and that's just an example of how back in the day there was no scripts there really wasn't um Rick, when Ric Flair delivered his it promos, shows that there were no scripts. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, it's but all right. Like, you can see the backstage interviewer mm-hmm. look at the person like, "What the <laughs> what hell the are you talking on? about?" Yeah, like the the cool thing about Ric Flair is he was kind of preaching the truth. He was riding in limousines. He was he jet flying. He lived the gimmick. He was wearing the Rolexes and and the oh, five thousand dollar alligator shoes. And the limousine riding jet flying promo, it's still it holds up. It, hold, it's, it it's holds. It's held up. up for thirty something years, and you have 
professional sports teams screaming it after a win. You have Ric Flair, however old he is, 70 years old, doing little cameo presentations on... Do you see what he's doing now? Well, he, he was in... He was with... He loves the Migos, and the Migos yeah, love him, so Migos. he hangs out with those guys <laughs> yeah, at parties. He's just spitting out the same promo, but it still gets over. Oh, so that... that so, hold on. On that, on that note, we can do a whole show, and maybe we will do that, and comment if you if you like this idea of just wrestling and pop culture. Oh yeah, from Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. And from how it started WrestleMania 1 to now and and everything from soup to nuts, all the involvement with stars and sports mm-hmm. and everything. I think we we should do an episode. Yeah, I that. think we will. I mean, it's it's kind of funny the way that we determine the episodes. It's either I shoot Alex a text normally on Monday. Hey, let's do this. And <laughs> that's it's so just, true. It's I'm like, just, what the hell is he texting? Yeah, oh, that's why. <laughs> um, and then and then we'll come up with a picture on our platform on Facebook and Instagram, and just it's yeah, it's just off the top of the head. I guess you could say it's kind of whatever we feel like doing at the time, and and just like most promos, just like just like most promos, and just like most promos. But you know, we're we're talking about promos right now, and not just the the people who gave them the best promos, but some of the best promos of all time. So, if you look at some of the best promos of all time, and there's some promos that kind of changed wrestling culture. For me, the number one that stands out is Austin three sixteen says, "I just kicked your ass." Uh, after after winning the King of the Ring over Jake the Snake Roberts, which was uh, a great King of the Ring, it was, it was great. A, it King was of a the great uh, a pay per view. It was at that you know, aside from just the promo, but everybody remembers the promo. Uh, we even celebrate March sixteenth, uh, yes. Stone Cold Day, Stone Cold Day three sixteen. That promo changed wrestling culture because it was the the birth of the Attitude Era. Correct. It was also the the early stages of the birth of Vince Mc, or Mister McMahon. Man. The character. The right. character. It started off a great rivalry with Bret Hart, which which um, which set up one of the most underrated WrestleMania matches. Thirteen. Uh, yeah, the submission match. Yes. With Ken Shamrock as the referee. Yeah. With the, with the blood with the, falling with the crimson down. Crimson mask. Yeah, that yeah. that was one of the most underrated uh, WrestleMania matches that doesn't get a lot of talk, but that promo also outlined the character of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin three sixteen. You know how much money the WWF made off that shirt? They started selling the shirt within the next week, I think. Ridiculous at the shows, yeah. And people still buy it and they still sell it. I have the WWE three sixteen shirt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was one of the greatest promos of all time that I think that I, I think that changed wrestling. Uh, if you look back at a lot of other promos, I mean if we can go back to uh, the Macho Man, like we said, um, the the birth of the Mega Powers. That even though it was more of a handshake, that was still infamous. The handshake still to this and day. the eyes and the 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 way that they sold it with their bodies. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. That. Like promos like that don't happen anymore because you get like one good promo every. Not like backstage though. No, there's no, no, no more no, good no. backstage no, promos. No. It's all the same stuff. It's all here comes Charlie Caruso, and right. it's always the. Sometimes she doesn't say anything, and they say one or two lines, and that's it. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. That's, that's it's just to boring. advance like the the show. But so going back to what you said about like, like defining promos and eras um you talked about dusty you talked about stone cold so dusty was early so dusty his his career defining one what is that that is the um 
we have the Hard Times promo. Yep. So that's that's in that era, Dusty's promo. Uh, hands down was what you know started whatever era that was in. Um, Austin three sixteen that helped usher in the Attitude Era. Um, and every every CM Punk's pipe bomb. We can talk about that because that that pulled into the reality era to where we are right now and how real things are. Sometimes are we being worked? Are we being? Is it you know real? You know. Yeah, he mentioned that. He said that the company would be better off when Vince McMahon dies. Dies. So I mean, if that was off the top of the head, then you got some balls to do that. But that is if that was scripted by Vince, that's. I mean, who? So that's the other thing. What's the line between fake and real? And if K-fabe. so, kayfabe, bro, right? Kayfabe, bro. Um, what is what's real? What's fake? And who allows whatever? Mm-hmm. I mean, they could have easily cut his mic. Yeah, right. Could have, um, but they let it go. Mm-hmm. So, like, why He's didn't you? The viewers, you're right. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, all right, if they realize, hey, let him, let, just let him go. Let's see where he goes, and we'll deal with it later. Mm-hmm. You know. That, I, I can see that, but then was it real, or whatever? You know, we we tote that line a lot, um, and some of these promos were really real, like hard times. Going back to Dusty, that was about the the working man, mm-hmm. um, and that promo the still son, holds up today. A, the That's son of a plumber. Son of a plumber. <laughs> oh man, comedy comedy is a huge part of promos too. <laughs> yeah, and we and we talk about and comedy the number one comedic promo giver I think is definitely The Rock yes for sure The Rock's some of The Rock's promos just I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my life than going back to all of his old promos which you can just go on YouTube and somebody's made a compilation about him um, or I think on the WWE Network they have some as well just like they do for like Macho Man and uh, Flair and uh, other guys like that. But The Rock's comedic promos backstage with Lillian Garcia talking about pie, dude. Like, <laughs> the people strudel. <laughs> Look at the people strudel. Oh, man. Uh, just, oh, uh, the, the best is um, I did it for The Rock. <laughs> I, did, I did it for I did the it. people. I did it for The Rock. Oh, my God. And he imitates all the other wrestlers. That's that's my favorite one of all time because he yeah. just goes right through everybody. He does The Undertaker where he rolls his eyes and he pops <laughs> his head back up. Um, the Kurt Angle one is... When he talked about Rikishi, he was like... Uh, <laughs> Shut your uh, your mouthy thong wearing fatty. <laughs> like, come on, man. That was a um, well, that was like a fatal five way in a Hell in a Cell match. Uh, I remember, yeah. Because Rikishi got pushed off the top and he landed on the that's what the was, bale yeah. of hay, but you can tell there was a mattress underneath yes, it because yes. he sprung up real quick. Because I think he did uh, he did Rikishi in that promo. He did the Undertaker. I think he did Kurt Angle. He did Stone Cold. The Stone Cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking in my and mind. You're about I'm it, just right? laughing yeah. about how many good promos that The Rock had. Whether it was making fun of Stephanie McMahon's fake boobs and uh, him well, that and was Jericho. like a rite of, that was like a rite of passage. Oh yeah, everybody did. Yeah, between that, him and Jericho. So I think it was Jericho's first show on was it SmackDown? That was where, like Raw. Where, oh, that was on Raw. Yeah. So he debuted, and I remember when De- Jericho debuted because I was watching it with my father. And we were um, uh, looking at every week they would do the countdown to Y2J. And it, it took us a while till we realized, hey, 
we're nowhere near the end of the year and this guy's <laughs> supposed to be coming out you think it's like January 1 and it turns out it was like the end of August yeah. middle of August end of August somewhere I think and his that, first promo yeah. was against The Rock first of all exactly. that set him up Jericho for life yeah um, if you didn't like Jericho and WCW um, before then you were definitely in love with him afterward because I know he was the man I love Jericho I, I still love Jericho some of his stuff in AEW is really funny yeah. it's like very funny a little bit of the bubbly a little bit of the bubbly but like any time where you can give and the a festival of friendship yeah when, oh when God, you give, when, that's when the you, best when you give a promo about the list of, the Jericho? List of Jericho come on if you can write a promo on a list and it goes over then you got some real hell yeah then you got some like street cred yeah right um, and everybody made the list Literally, it, it, it became a thing. They actually sell it, um, the list of Jericho. Yeah, which is just a metal clipboard that you would see like the plumber come over your house with. Um, but that—that's just the funniest thing. He turned. Uh, what, what, what's the term? They said uh, you make uh, you turn chicken shit into chicken salad. Yeah, right. It's it was ridiculous. Yeah, I just he. It was like anything that he talked about turned to gold. Yeah, because he was also comedic too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, he was um, very committed. And when he was up against a rock in certain promos, they, you know, going back to the rock, they just gelled. Like, they knew it, it was just the, the banter between them, uh, comedic timing. That's mm-hmm. everything, too. Um, timing is everything with all these promos. Mm-hmm. Now, some, some promos that I think are underrated, I remember watching when I was a kid Superstars and like when I was like eight and like and Superstars was a clip show right yeah uh, yes and yes and no yes and no they would, they would do matches but it was like vignettes and yeah, and stuff like that. yeah, yeah. Jake, Jake the Snake Roberts had some great promos and when he would do promos is he would do them in like a steamy shower with Damien on the floor like on the on the in the shower and he would just he was very the way that he um like kind of went through the promo. He was very slow, very methodical. It also like the, like him and the Undertaker were kind of the same because when the Undertaker debuted, Paul Bearer kind of did most of his promo work, and then he yeah. slowly, you know, he dropped like the rest in peace line. But like the promos when like he was like building the caskets and like that and like the abandoned shed in the middle of like a yard or like a middle of like a field yeah were uh were ridiculous and i remember he was like taking this sanding tool and sanding the caskets and oh it's called the lathe i think it's really yeah i'm full of useless knowledge if you haven't figured that out already. um so, yeah. he took the lathe i guess you can say you're welcome and he's uh <laughs> sanding the casket and he's just talking about like yokozuna going into the casket or Kamala going into the casket. And that some of that a big early casket. Too. Yeah, it was huge. <laughs> some of that, some of those early promo work, it, it was different because you didn't, you didn't have a character. Like I guess him and Jake the Snake were these two like dark characters, very methodical, very slow. Jake the Snake, promos. his voice helped him sell yeah. the promo. Very raspy. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it was always that raspy either. No. I think as as he got a little bit older, and, and the more and drugs. more they, well that too, yeah. drugs and alcohol yeah. heavy, but the more um, he progressed into his character, the the raspier his voice got. Mm-hmm. But I think that it was got just, better. Yeah. Yeah. It helped him for his character get over what he needed to, and he never yelled. He never no. had to, um, you know, speak up that no. much, whatever. He never really yelled. Yeah, it was now, very, if you like, look at the complete opposite, Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> Ric Flair, every Ric Flair promo 
from from back in the NWA days till now. Yeah, that guy had the same delivery. He had to be loaded. He is he is screaming. The, the infamous promo with the tear in my eye, 92 Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I wrote that down right yeah, that's, that's that that's a phenomenal promo. Um, now, during that whole time, he had great promos with Macho Man because I was, was being involved with Elizabeth. And, yeah. and Randy, I got the pictures of Elizabeth cheating on me, on you with me. And even though he photoshopped all those pictures, which I didn't know Photoshop was a thing back in the day. Um, just those promos with Randy Macho Man Savage are really good. And that was just his time, the early time in the WWF when he wasn't utilized as well as he should have been. But w- going back to the NWA promos, the ones with him and Dusty Rhodes, and it was just like the studio, the the uh, yeah. the World Championship Wrestling Studio. It was Tony Schiavone mm-hmm. with like this sick-ass mustache, and it was Ric Flair just... With that blue background? Yeah. Yep. And, like, every promo would talk about just he would first give a visual description of how much money he spent on his clothes. Always, always. Like, always had to yeah. be known. Yes. And then he would call out all the women in the crowd, and then he would get into whoever he was wrestling. Right. So he had that, uh, no pun intended, style and profile of, of someone that can work through, not just... Um, uh, the crowd well himself and other wrestlers too in, in great promo work and some of his some of his you can't just do anything but laugh at some of Ric Flair's promos honestly uh, they're, they're just so crazy they're just crazy like, like the stuff he comes up with some of his uh, TNA work oh, just oh, did you ever see the thing with him and Jay Lethal uh, yeah, that was yeah. it. Was a, a barking like a dog. So no, no, when, when like Jay Lethal's he... imitating him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that yeah. that's hilarious. Uh, but again, that was good though. It was good. It was, it was good. It was definitely. Yeah. It definitely fit well because his character, Jay Lethal's character, and that like he imitated. He was about black machismo, right? Was yeah. he? <laughs> the Macho Man. Well, he did pretty well, and he yeah. did, he did Ric Flair pretty well too. Yeah. So. Uh, it's always good, like, I know the WWFNE, I guess you could say Attitude Era going to WWE, always had, like, those really good, like, comedic promos, like, The Rock, This Is Your Life. Uh, that You know, that's the longest promo in the history of Raw. I think it was, like, 27 minutes or something like that. Wow. The, 27 wow. minutes on a two-hour show. Yeah, that that's yeah, almost that's hours. that's yep. almost twenty five percent of your show. Yeah, but you have like the you had the Rock's teacher come out. You had the Rock's first girlfriend come out. The Rock's football coach, and these are all paid actors. Yeah, of course. But the fact that you had someone with the caliber of the mic skills as the Rock talking about his first girlfriend, like, oh, you remember we were in the back of your pickup truck or my pickup truck or whatever? And who knows and how much like, of that really Shut was. your mouth, you know? Yeah. Like, who knows if that was true? It could have yeah. been. Again, you don't know. But um, I like some... Uh, see, that's what I remember most when I was a kid, like the, like the comedy stuff Same. with the promos. Same. So... Because it kept you... The comedy kept you engaged. Yeah. I think that's the most important part of it. Not not the funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you can watch all these back. Some of them don't translate now. Like, some of them, the promos, you're like, ooh, man, that doesn't age well. No. You know, with today's world. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of the comedy was just to, to break up everything going on. Some advanced storylines. Other ones were just one-off little segments in the back or something out on the ring where it was just unnecessary but it was hysterical 
Um, but that was the importance of, the, of those comedy promos. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you got a lot of those in the Attitude Era. Oh, yeah. Um, you got Attitude where, you know, Attitude is either seriousness or you're going to get some, you know, comedy out of it. Um, and everything, I think, was funny back then. <laughs> well, that, that was just a, that was, uh, like, a, obviously the era that they were in, like. Right. Like, if you, if, look, look at the content that was on during the Attitude Era. Well, the milk, uh, with, um, Austin and, uh. The beer Kurt, truck. Kurt, yeah. <laughs> you had, Kurt Angle. you had yeah. the beer truck, you had the milk truck. You had a, 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 a wrestler like the Godfather, right? Oh, right? I know. You, you talk about breaking the barrier or breaking the fourth wall, who would come to the ring with his quote-unquote hose. So you're 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 solicitizing women on TV. And not to mention, he is today. Uh, what is his name? Charles Wright. Charles Wright. Yeah. Is a manager at like the Cheetah Club out yeah. in Vegas. Yeah. He's, he's a huge pothead too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But promo work. It's so hard to, I think, in today's world, do do a good promo just because it, 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 the WWE is not obviously as lenient or laid back as as they once was. Um, well, it's because it, really, let's be real, it's because they're a publicly traded company now. They yeah. Have so many hands in the pot, and so many people you actually have to listen to now, so you can't really do all the things that you used to mm-hmm. and that's fine like some of those things I don't really miss like you know objectifying women and stuff like they used to no, at the time at the time funny. it was funny it was funny and also being a teenager like yeah, that's just you're, always you're hysterical. 13 looking at Sable you know what I mean right yeah it's a coming of age tale yeah emphasis on the first word right yeah so um you know you can't get away with a lot of that stuff now and they don't because of all their sponsors mm-hmm. and their um, shareholders, that's the word, the shareholders and the companies and stuff like that who don't want to see that, they tote the line sometimes on certain things when they can. Mm-hmm. And I feel lately with like some of the episodes of Raw, and we'll talk about all that stuff later, mm-hmm. um, they've been doing that. Like Paul Heyman. So Paul Heyman, I think, is doing some of the best promo work, um, and he has for quite some time now. Absolutely. Sure. I think I think that's because Brock Lesnar's character is like, you know, not, not really a bully, but he's uh, right because we can't have bullies in WWE. No, he he's a star program. We got yeah. He's uh, he, he he's very intimidating. I guess you could say. Correct. So he yes. since Paul Heyman acts as the mouthpiece for that kind of character, it works really well. Yeah, it does. And Paul Heyman does throw out. Great promos, probably the best right now, and yeah. definitely the best in WWE because he definitely has the most. Uh, he has the most leniency. Yes, right. He's and all of his promos are unscripted off the top of his head. Yeah, and just because of all of his experience and and his years of being in the business. Uh, he knows uh, how to accentuate certain things, mm-hmm. where the pause is in a promo, especially in a live crowd, to let him react or, or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, you just mentioned crowd. So I think that someone that caught the crowd with with not just the I mean the rock, yeah, but like Stone Cold, for example. Stone Cold with the crowd was just out of bounds. Yes. Out of bounds. And his so- promos would lead people 
I hate to say this with everything going on, lead people to go riot yeah. against their boss. Yeah. You know what I like, mean? Like, some of the promos of him and Vince McMahon, like, when they first started, were phenomenal. Yeah. Like, when he pulled out the, the fake gun, <laughs> and it's a bang 316, and, he, and then McMahon, like... A la the Joker and Batman. Yeah, and then peed his pants. Yeah. You can tell, obviously, it was very fake. But yeah, because it went down. The, the, yeah. the stream. Yeah. And uh, just any promo that Austin did, he had the same walk, he had the same talk, he had the same attitude. Uh, I, like, when you heard the glass shatter, the pop was just ridiculous. And mm-hmm. you don't, you don't, I mean, now there's no pop, obviously, in the crowd, but we'll get to, we'll get to that later. But how there is a crowd right now in wrestling, but it's not what you think. <laughs> and, um, you, you, you're not going to get that pop again. No. No. Times are different. It, it is. It's not the same. We're either too it's... smart or we're too young to know. Yeah, you the, know, the, 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 the attitude error was... Like that late teenager, early adult, yeah, fifteen to twenty four range where that was like the the peak of the amount of viewers that that were watching. That's who they were targeting. Yeah, that's you who know, they were targeting. It's a difference between who you target. Because that's what WCW all, was targeting, too. Exactly. So, and with the competition... And, well, ECW was not even in the same league as far as viewership, but they had very passionate fans. And all their fans were 40, 40 to 50-year-old drunk guys in, Phil- in the Philadelphia Big right. Hall. You're right. They had, like, a, a, a crowd full of Sandmans, you know. Yeah, just <laughs> slamming Budweiser's <laughs> off the dome piece, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but once... Once the product changed, then, you know, the WWE had to adapt to their new uh, audience. And along with that did come the promo work. Definitely kind of took a backseat as far as who writes it, what they talk about. Yeah. Um, When John Cena was doing the Thugonomics during the Ruthless Aggression era... His promos were pretty offensive for whoever he was talking about. Oh, throwing, all the time. There was throwing, always some throwing D's nuts in your face, and then you throw a pack of planters peanuts in someone's face. Yep, and I forget who he threw that. Yeah, he just he did it a lot. Didn't he? he said that he said something like that at WrestleMania, didn't he? Yes, he did. He did and say I that think at WrestleMania. It was to Elias. Yeah, it was yeah. to Elias. But he he just ran back some yeah. promos. But he was doing a lot of his own stuff because by that time he was making his way up the top so he was becoming that guy so they mm-hmm. were giving him that leash yeah. um, you know to the point where you can make it up all out there if you want yeah. here's some bullet points or just go do your thing and that's another thing it's like some people are scripted completely and it shows some people have um, the leeway to do and it's normally the people who they believe in at the time and older vets like uh, Randy Orton Edge in this case um, and those guys are great at promos. Um, Triple H, of course. Yeah. They just do whatever they want because they can. Because there's trust. Do you think Shawn Michaels is going to do promos? Uh, no, he was great at doing comedy. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like yeah. Shawn Michaels in the... Anything uh, with DX was always good, but he was always like... He would always accentuate the point that I think Triple H was making at the time. Mm-hmm. And then he would throw a quip, something funny in there. Uh, something raunchy normally what it, is what it was. I just remember him coming out when like the Canada USA wrestling feud was big. I remember when he was like the European champion. Mm. He was shooting with Bret Hart before the Montreal Screwjob, and 
he had great heat up in Canada, and they purposely put those shows there for that reason. Oh yeah, because you had the flag, the flag bearer of your company, the champion from Canada. Yeah, so right. What did Vince do? He had a lot of Raws up there, a lot of house shows up there, a lot of pay-per-views up there. So, But I remember him cutting good promos when he was up there because it was, he just had that heat. Yeah. But as far as, like, Shawn Michaels giving promos, they all, they all they were all kind of one-dimensional. Yeah. And I how thought, you're received yeah. also changes how the promo's given, too. Yeah, like, when he... The, the promos that he would do with Triple H from, like, DX came back again... For what the fourth or fifth? Time? No, the second, the, <laughs> the right. second time. This was when like, Sean came back finally, like yeah. after his like long hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he semi retirement. Uh, I guess at that, that time. What was that was, early two thousands? He, he was trying to maybe? find himself. He uh, was in some bad trouble, and well, he found Jesus. Yeah, he uh, not to Jesus. be funny. He found yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Um, but yeah, he was doing drugs and shit like that. But. When when DX came back the second time before they, the eye got all crazy or after the eye got all crazy <laughs> <laughs> after the eye like when you when when we talked about the crime time promo yeah like yeah, during yeah, yeah. during that okay. DX yep, time yep. that was the second stint of DX yeah it's like oh six he he just came off as being like an idiot not an idiot but like like a crony like yeah like this comedic. Well, that's what I was saying was, you know, he's made it early on as a champion. He made some good promos, but once that DX character of Sean started to come out, he was only portrayed in such. Like, I think there's a promo of DX standing at a pedestal. I think it's him, uh, China, and Triple H, and they're talking about the USA Network. I think mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a very classic, like, promo, and he's reading off a list of stuff. And stuff that they can say. They oh, can. the swear words. Yes, yeah. yes, yep. That was early DX. That was like Rick Rude era yeah. DX. Well, too. Rick Rude was only there for a hot second. Yeah, and, and then ended he ended up in WCW on the same night. Yes, because right? because Nitro was live, mm. and that was something that they always emphasized. They always said, "Oh, you know, we're not we're not uh, taped." And they gave the spoiler away of Mick Foley winning the WWF Championship on that air, day yeah. on air before it happened. That was very. Uh, that was groundbreaking because that kind of I think started the, the the feud the war a little bit more because it wasn't just it wasn't just Mick Foley winning the title it was yeah it was him winning the title but it was also he Austin coming out and coming yeah. back and he gave away the the surprise of Austin coming back and Mick Foley finally getting the title after weeks and months of trying from The Rock yeah it's like so, somebody spoils the ending to a movie that yeah. you know was really good and. Like, they didn't care about it. Like, they knew you knew mm-hmm. uh, what was going on, and they wanted to just do it anyway to be malicious. Oh, yeah. That. People do that on purpose. Like, of I course, know. right. Yeah, like, I, I, I... And it's for ratings. This is television we're talking yeah. about, you know? So I, just, I hate when people spoil stuff. And I mean, I... I but as, but, we, as we sit here on our phones <laughs> reading spoilers... But I'm a hypocrite, week, yeah, right, but, yeah. But I'm a hypocrite because I... I, anytime I see a spoiler on one of the 48,000 wrestling platforms I follow on Facebook, I, I click on the link. I, if, I, if I start Raw, NXT, SmackDown late or a pay-per-view late, I can't go on my phone, and I want to so bad. Oh, I do it all the time. Because all I got to do is scroll up, and here's one of those wrestling pages we follow, and they give you what the update, and I'm like, son of a bitch. The, it takes away all the fun of that. The 434 does a really good job of... Uh, Spoiling stuff for me? No. <laughs> yep. No, what the 434 does, and if if, if you don't follow them on Facebook, you really should. It's a great, great wrestling page. Uh, they're very up to the minute. Yeah. Like results. Are they from Australia? 
I think so. Some of them, are, I yeah. think, yeah. But yeah, you should follow the four three four, and and they do a lot of like uh, uh, just like news, I guess you can say, uh, whether it be interviews with a wrestler and what they said outside of the ring or something like that, and they they do really well with uh with results. So you should follow them if you're a true wrestling fan. But um, a lot of good promos happened in uh like staged areas for example like piper's pit yeah the barber shop the barber shop had the infamous breakup of the rockers which was a great promo marty Jannetty going through the glass remember remember we talked about what was the name of the undertaker paul bearer area back in the day and you said all uh the graveyard or whatever yeah the funeral parlor was actually the name of it funeral parlor. the funeral parlor yeah totally makes sense yeah so um, that's, yeah yeah, and the reason why I found well, that out... Paul Bear was a funeral. Yes, the reason why I found that out was because for some reason I was doing... I was looking something up on... For credibility, just say, Tom, for credibility purposes, because I wanted to sound right. <laughs> I, I hit the old Google. Yeah, use the Google. Down, right. Yeah, I forgot what I was looking up, but... That was, like, the birth of some good Undertaker promos. And, like, the Undertaker, in my opinion, kind of stepped out of his shell as far as promo work was when he was the leader of the ministry. But even when Paul was there, because... Oh, yeah. Because Paul... That was dark. Yeah, because too. Paul took a step back, and he's... Because he was man sac- Yeah, he's... Well, yeah, then they got back together, but he was, like, sacrificing Stephen McMahon on a cross. That oh, was, yeah, that, was, that fucking, was bad. That was fucking weird. He didn't want to do that, but... Yeah, that, that was weird. Because I'm um, a Christian man didn't want to do that. Yeah, that was a little weird. But, like, some of, like, that... Undertaker, he did get some good promo work, and then when he came back as as the biker, that was when he was kind of he was in his own element. Go. He, That's he, my favorite. A lot of favorite people say that. Undertaker, a lot American of badass that. Undertaker. A lot of people say that just because it was like so real and it was fucking yeah. cool. Um, definitely the best Undertaker. He would come down on the motorcycle all the time, and to see like that, some sort of that Undertaker this year at WrestleMania, and he calls it. Uh, the Trinity, the holy, the unholy Trinity now, mm-hmm. is his new character. It's a combination of his real self, um, old Undertaker, and American Badass Undertaker. Not old Undertaker. Though. No, 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 not old. That's Undertaker, my favorite Undertaker. Yeah. With uh, with the gloves, yeah, gloved my, Undertaker. My favorite Undertaker is from 1990 to 1994. That's my favorite Undertaker. Mm. When, yeah. when <laughs> it was more of a, it was more like, car- cartoony. I really yeah. want to say that because of the colors and basically but fit in for that new just, generation. Just just a dark ambiance. It was something. It was like, yeah. it was like a facelift to what other and it was different because he was the only one doing that. There That's wasn't true. wasn't there wasn't a, a dead man character. There wasn't anybody like maybe I guess you can say like Papa Shangu was a close, but he was like a voodoo guy, also played by the Godfather, aka the Good Father, aka Kama. Um, that was a little bit different, but. That was my that was my favorite part of the Undertaker, and he wasn't doing most of those promos alone. That's when he had Paul Bearer. Yeah, to, Paul Bearer carried those promos. Yeah. He was like the Paul Heyman of back in the day. Yeah, for sure. Because the Undertaker didn't need to talk. No, because it wasn't. He dropped the one line, just yeah. like just like how Brock Lesnar he, he closed it. Yeah. Yeah, Brock Lesnar right now drops Suplex City. Paul Bear, I mean Undertaker dropped Rest in Peace. Yeah. It's one more word, but it still had the same credibility. <laughs> you know what I mean? And um, we haven't, if you notice, we haven't touched base on, like, some of the 
most popular wrestlers of all time, as far as promos, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's promos were the same thing every single time, just different plays yeah. differently. He said that because that that was his go-to. Ultimate Warrior, same thing. Hulk Hogan, what did he say? Well, hold on, Ultimate Warrior. Uh, we didn't know what we didn't know what he was saying. He was talking about. He was snorting. He was probably uh, he was out of breath. He was running around. I saw him take twirling the, around, putting his hands up and yeah, pumping his hands up. I and saw down. him one time take the mic from Gene Okerlund and just like Gene Okerlund walks off the set, just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and Gene said that those weren't his favorite promos. No, because ultimate word. If you're doing that for your job, it's, you're just in a horrible place. You don't yeah. know what's going on. And uh, I mean, just that. I watched wrestling in the 19... Early... I started watching early 90s. And just like... Just like some of those promos are just ridiculous. Like... Like uh, when Rick Rue would call you... Uh, if you're in Louisiana, you you Louisiana sweat, sweat hogs. hogs. Like, yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny. Yeah. It was just so funny. You know, some, like the Mr... Some of the Mr. Perfect promos. Rick Rude. Even like Rick the Model Martel gave a good promo. It was just all about the gimmick. And I think a lot of people... Back then, they used their gimmick more for promos than they do today. Because a lot of the gimmicks today, there's not really many gimmicks. No, because it, it's more real. The yeah, characters are it's real. More That's real. the era that we're in is more realism. Yeah. So that it's less of a character now because, you know, we can... We know your name. We know what you look like under that mask. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of realism to things. So now everything has changed. Um, and you, you've seen that progression. Uh, long gone are those days that we're talking about now. Let's say the glory era of the promos. Yeah. Um, so like you have to take them all the promos now with like a grain of salt. You know, like we're missing out on what was fun and part of the the, the let's say the madness of the promos. No pun intended. To much right. No, no pun intended because that guy was a nutcase. But yeah. Um, you know you're missing all these other elements now. To the promo, which the promo also lended itself to the interviewer, if there was an interviewer backstage, because they help feed that promo and, and keep it together. Yeah. Um, so, you know, your mean jeans, you know, you, you had Sean Mooney, Sean Mooney. They helped with those backstage um, segments, um, and and you really miss that, and they don't really do that as much anymore. No, because like like we said before about gimmicks, like just just <laughs> all right. So in one room back in 1991, you would have uh, a dead man, you would have <laughs> a uh, a voodoo worshiper, uh-huh. you would have. Uh, for example, like I'm like Tito Santana was the matador. So you have a dead man, a matador, a uh, voodoo worshipper, Kobe a, 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 a parrot, and a red rooster. Yeah, right. We just watched that yeah. before we shut the television. <laughs> yeah, we just watched that was from Survivor. Series, and now, right? now today in today's wrestling, there's not there's there's no gimmicks. They're all just normal. Other than the Undertaker, if you could yeah. say that a gimmick now. I that mean, broke that fourth wall, and we, we broke him down into his actual self. Yeah. You know? So. And, like, Finn Balor, I guess you can say, is the demon is a gimmick. Uh, like, Matt Riddle's gimmick is, like, the laid-back dude, the bro guy. But, like, look at... But that's look, just a real person. Yeah. You know, like, that's not even a gimmick. A gimmick is, like, the colors, the outfit. The, oh, gimmick. 
The Fiend. The Fiend is a gimmick. The is so a gimmick. of the of the things we're talking about, that's probably the only real gimmick right now. I still think that he does some of the best promo work now. Oh yeah, because now it makes sense. Old Bray Wyatt never made any sense, but he kept going. Yeah, he did. He, I, did. I, he I, was I, good. He old, old some of old his Bray delivery and the way what he's. What if, if this makes any sense? What he's saying makes sense, but he didn't make any sense. You know, like he was just talking. His delivery, all everything about that, was great. But the content seemed to fall off. Now, it's amazing because I think he's he's pulled it together. Mm-hmm. And having these dual characters, dual personalities, really helped feed off the other one. You know, we haven't seen him since Money in the Bank. We'll see him in a week or so. That backlash. One hundred percent. Yep. Backlash is on the 14th, right? Yeah. Yes. Yep. And do you... <laughs> oh, my God. If they don't make the Orton Edge the main event in that, then that's just the worst booking ever. Well, we said that last week. Yeah, right? I know. And I thought about it again. And I have to say it because <laughs> the, the, scrolling, the scrolling gimmick of the, it's the like greatest a pure, match ever. Right, yeah. The greatest wrestling match ever. It's going to suck. Okay? It's going to suck. It's gonna be a, it's it's not gonna be the greatest wrestling match ever, ever. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. What you th- what you think of SmackDown this week? So we're, what are we gonna roll right into that? Or? <laughs> <laughs> we're, oh we're going on so many tangents. I, I, I don't know. I'm just like this episode. I'm just thinking about promos. I'm thinking about gimmicks. I'm thinking about actually the garbage wasn't hot. It was kind of cold this week. So it wasn't hot garbage. Yeah, well, I don't think it was garbage. Period. No, it wasn't. It wasn't garbage at all. Last week was very bad. It was extra salty. <laughs> extra salty. That's too. horrible. Extra salty. That was horrible. Yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, this week of programming. Let's let, let's talk about let's it. Dive, right? Let's dive right into let's, it. Let, let's let's dive right. Let's start right at the top of the week, man. Let's go. Right, let's hit it right to Raw. Let's talk about Raw. I mean, Raw had some surprises. Angel Garza going over Kevin Owens. That was a surprise. Um, I wasn't surprised that Nia Jax won. Uh, I'm also not surprised that she almost killed Kari Sane this week, apparently. And we'll now, see that tomorrow, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll see that tomorrow. Well, that match got cut twice, I read, because of Kari Sane. Like um, they stopped it and... Oh, yeah, geez. they restarted twice because Nia Jax Why accidentally they, busted open Kari Sane. Huh? I thought these were live Raws. No, they're not. They're, they're taped. Mm. Yeah, they taped it last week, and uh, apparently Kari Sane got hurt pretty bad. She got cut or something. To the point, yep. And this is just another reason why that Nia Jax should not be in that position. She, yeah. She's hurt. I mean, granted, when she hurt Becky Lynch, it was kind of... Becky Lynch was over at the time, but that would just put her over, over, over. Was that? Yeah. But um, that's like semantics, though. That that's just the. That, I think that's like a one-off thing that that had actually happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. That she that was hurting, actually physically hurting somebody, put somebody over. I mean, that's only happened what a handful of times. Yeah, but Is that. I mean, you hurt Kari Sane the first time. With that turnbuckle powerbomb, which is just... They announced yesterday that they're... It's like a banned move It's a now. banned move now. It joins the list of, what, a pile driver? Mm-hmm. Even though the Undertaker's finisher is a reverse pile driver. Well, he's allowed... He's the only one. That he's might, the only that one might, that, that might die with him. No pun intended. Yeah. Man, you know? 
Yeah, no one does a pile driver anymore. Nope. They, you can't do a turnbuckle bomb. You can't do a shooting star press they anymore. They do do a Canadian destroyer, but they got to call it something else. Or, like, when they mention what they want to do, they'll, like, tell them something else and then just go do the thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, which the uh, Canadian destroyer is pretty dope, though. <laughs> that is a pretty cool move. Is that know? the, uh, is that, like, the Sami Zayn's move? What's that called? When he takes you and, like, flips you and... It's kind of like a Canadian... I guess it's Canadian. So, so Canadian. Blue, blue Thunderbolt. No, no, the Blue Thunderbolt. Oh, no, 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 no. That's okay. no. That's more of a power bomb where you're just kind of, like, spinning and sitting. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Canadian Destroyers, like, you're going to come over the back of somebody and you're going to basically... They're going to have to flip themselves over mm-hmm. while you're, you know, you're trying to pile drive them down basically like that's really what it is it's like another pile driver just done in reverse yeah like uh, or or the or the pack so so kevin owens wanted to use the um package pile driver as his finisher i think and obviously he's only done it a handful of times because they've only let him do it a couple times (laughs) but that's a cool move too but that can I can see where that gets a little dangerous. And you also have to think of the moves that you're doing on certain people. Yeah. You know, you got to have something else for somebody who's bigger than you. You know. I hate Nia Jax. <laughs> I just. Oh, uh, Tom's rant. No, you know, it's. Uh, you can't We're, keep hurt. You can't keep hurting people. Well, shame on the people who keep sending her out. Like you, you, you can't keep hurting these poor wrestlers. Like she's hurt. Well, two she's or three so people. big, and look, well, look who she's hurt. Anybody smaller than yeah, her? Yeah, Carrie nobody like 90, else bigger than Carrie her. Carrie like ninety pounds. Yeah, she's small. I mean, the only other person I can't see she hurts is like Tamina because yeah. Tamina isn't the smallest person. Yeah. But that's like Charlotte. Charlotte's not, Charlotte's just tall. Like she's broad. Charlotte. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's yeah. Like, she's like a big triangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I thought that was a good triple threat match with Nia Jax, uh, Charlotte. Who had no reason to be in that match in Natalia. Charlotte carried it, although Natalia. Natalia did really well in the match. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the right person won. Unfortunately, yeah, this was but, last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the right person won, unfortunately, but. Um, so like with Nia this week. Um, she's facing Kari Sane. Right. So I mean, I wonder how they're gonna edit it to where. Well, I mean. Or do they? Mm. Uh, they're not going to show. They're not going to show Kari Sane bleeding, because that's what happened. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I guess it had to be. They showed. They, yeah, they showed Becky crazy. bleeding when she got her nose broken because it was live. But this yeah, is different. Yeah. <laughs> when and then like you can do whatever you want. And then like just I, like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I like, what do you what do you think of these NXT wrestlers in the crowd? Oh, so all right, so crowd. Um. If they, we, we, had to talk, if they, we might as well talk about it now because if, if they stop, so I thought it was cool. Yeah. But they shouldn't have used like all those people because it actually turned out to be the same group of people in the crowd for well, I think all three shows. Like Santana Garrett was there, Shotzi Blackheart. Obviously Jessica she Duke. wasn't. Jessamine Duke. Obviously, Shotzi wasn't there on Wednesday because she legit had a match yeah. <laughs> against uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, uh, what's her word? What's Ricochet? Yeah, Ricochet's girlfriend. Yeah. She was there. Um, Caden Carter was there. Um, and you can see, you know, and then in like Book, the, that dude. <laughs> Wait, who? 
the the dude who, who has a crazy mustache and plays the guitar in NXT. You probably don't know. No. Like I. What's his like name? I, Book. 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 I can't pronounce. No, I can't pronounce. <laughs> Book. I can't pronounce his last name. <sighs> but like they just. Another guitar him. guy. Another Elias. No, not not so much. He just plays that part. He looks like. Jo- he looks like Joey gimmick. Ryan. You know who Joey uh, yeah. Ryan is. He yeah. looks like him. That's a horrible gimmick too. Yeah. But but with the crowds, I thought it was pretty cool. I just wish that they would just kind of put different people in there. Uh, um, the Rock's daughter was there, Simone. Yeah. She was in there. I don't know if you've seen that. I who's, think she was on Raw. Who's like a, obviously a mirror image of her father. Yeah, she definitely looks yeah. like her dad. Yeah. I was watching Rampage last night. It was on like TBS. I, I never saw that one. Is that the one with the dinosaur? No, the... It's the wolf, the... the lizard. Like, the lizard, the alligator, and... Uh, George the gorilla. Yeah. I played the game when I was young. I only play it's a game you play for like ten minutes and then you're good. Um but the movie was alright. It's another rock CGI movie. Yeah. Um like and San Andreas was right on uh before it. So that was the fault one. That's fault yeah. line one, earthquake one. Like like you say I play ten minutes and I'm good. That's like some stuff in the WWE network that I watch. It's like I watched nineteen ninety six in your house. Alright, first match was the one I just watched was Flash Funk against Leaf Cassidy, a.k.a. Al Snow. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I'll right. fast forward yeah. to this match. It like... Yeah. Uh, I, another good thing, well, not really good, but we had our third installment of stuff that's not wrestling between the three <laughs> Rockets and the Viking Raiders. Yeah. So the first time we had basketball, the second time we had uh, axe throwing, this time was mini golf. And Did you see um, Montez Ford's pants? His wife made those pants. Yeah, his wife makes the pants. Today's his birthday. He's only 30 years old. Okay. Uh, he's, old. he's younger than me. Yeah, he's younger than me. Uh, I'll be 34 in July. I will be 32 and I'm barely, I'm barely hanging on. Fucking, I'm tired as hell when I come home from work and, like, gimping to the front door. Yeah. Well, you got gout. <laughs> nah, that, that, was, that, that, was, that was a flare-up one time. I had a flare-up. I don't, I don't eat beef or drink beer anymore. Yeah, that's a personal thing in the podcast, but... Um, um, but yeah, um, you know, Raw I thought was a hell of a lot better than last week. Yeah, and, and with the addition of the crowds, though, or yeah, crowds with air quotes here, um, I thought it was a lot better. And like, the plexiglass looking like a hockey arena. <laughs> I think it worked. I, it worked more for. They're gonna do that live. What? When they go back to shows. I like, feel like they have no choice now. They have to. They like they but, have to. But all you're going to see is like some kid, they're going to like beat on it. Some kid's going to put his mouth and like blow on it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's not no, sanitary. That's, no, that's, I heard that with live events, once they get back to normal in the world that we live in, they're going to be have plexiglass. Hmm. They put plexiglass up at, at Seabrook. Did they? Yeah, and the front desk it's like just a wall of plexiglass. Oh, great. And they're gonna put it in the cafe too, which is pretty interesting. Hmm. But back to wrestling talk. Um, there, there was another installment of the Seth Rollins uh, group. Does he have a name for that? No. There's no name. They don't have a group for him. They don't have a group for Selena Vegas. Well, though. now it's only oh, Angel Garza and uh, Andrade, but uh, Seth Rollins. Um, 
is kind of. I think he's teasing another 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 person. member, and then this week he's hosting Ray Mysterio's retirement ceremony, right. which can go seventeen different ways. And, you can some, have, and somebody said, "Uh oh, who's got the salmon colored jacket?" <laughs> <laughs> that was a great promo from Mark yes, Henry. Yes. Yeah, that was a great Mark Henry promo. I still got some left. In the tank. I still got some left in the tank. <laughs> And he was like legitimately crying. He cut that on Cena, right? Yeah, he yeah. did. That was that was. I'm great. not done. Yeah, YouTube that one, guys. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Henry retirement. Uh, that was like 2012. Like he ripped his shirt off and like. And that's when he had yeah. that like that hair before he shaves his head. It was like mini mini braids. Yeah, yeah, it's like dread yeah. sword. Yeah. He had like no neck either. Yeah. It was just well, ripped. the hair didn't didn't help lend to his look. Yeah. It made it look weird. So, so, with Ray, the quote-unquote Ray Mysterio retirement ceremony hosted by Seth Rollins this week, it can go 14 different ways. I read that, oh, well, like, 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 like <laughs> I was reading this online, and this wrestling page was like, oh, Ray's really gonna retire. Shut up. Right. Okay. You know nothing about programming 101, okay? If you have the guy that caused the incident to host his retirement party, whatever you want to call it, yeah. ceremony, there's no way on God's green earth that Ray Mysterio is retiring. Yeah. It's a rib. That's it's really a rib. What I do think is going to happen, though, I do Dominic? think, I think Dominic is going to come out. I think Dominic is going to come out. I, I don't think Ray's going to retire. You think uh, Dominic's going to join with Seth? If they did, then that's great. That's a great idea. But that they're too stu- they're too smart for that. Right. They're too smart for that. Yeah. If it was Tom How can and we dumb if, this down. <laughs> yeah. If, if if this was Tom and Alex running the WWE, I would have just thirty fucking stables and just like just yeah. do random stuff. But they're they're too smart for that. What I do think is going to happen is I do think he's going to come out and I do think that he's going to wrestle with his father in a tag team match against two of them. And then turn on his say. dad. Uh, no. No. I think that I think okay. Ray's going to give him the mask down the road. Wow. Okay. That, that's that. a that's a great moment though. Yeah. A great moment that would suck if it wasn't in front of crowds. Yeah. So that's another thing. It's just like, like Otis and Mandy kissing. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that. That's no, that's yeah. That, 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 that's that the third so part of, the, of this, yeah. but um, no. Uh, I, I do think that that's going to be a setup for this week. You have a lot of different angles. Yeah. But the back to that match though, it, it was. Austin Theory and and Murphy worked well together against Carrillo and uh, Alistair Black. There, I, there were so many kicks. You notice that? Yeah, a lot of kicks. A and lot of leg slapping. I never. I mean, yeah, a lot of a lot of leg slapping. Humberto <laughs> um, Carrillo is really good. Yeah. Yep. But he's uh, he's just a mid card guy with good talent. Yeah. He joins the list of Dolph Ziggler and. Like I said, he's working with with guys who really are great at what they do, so he benefits from that, and hopefully Mm -hmm. he can develop. Obviously, you know, he he needs to develop the character a little bit more because I don't really know. Yeah, he doesn't really have a character. He stopped wearing those capes. He stopped wearing those capes. Now he just wears his t shirt to the ring, I noticed. Yeah, it says Dalegas. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Give me the gas. Give me, Let's go. Give me the gas, fans. Yeah. Um, but I liked how 
at the end, like, Seth Rollins kind of put him in the same position he had Rey Mysterio in. Mm-hmm. And like Aleister Black is standing, like put the put the chair down, you know. Yeah. Like he's like Seth Rollins is becoming like intimidating now. Like he's flipping that switch now. He has he has creative control of his character now. So he's making a big step because at first he had said on an interview that he really wasn't about the character. No. What what he's doing right now because he didn't really quite understand it and yeah. now he's coming into his own because he probably has some more liberties that they're allowing mm-hmm. him, um, which probably helps when you're having a child with probably their number one person at the time. So, I mean, they're just he, drop. They're, he totally benefits from that, but they're they're, they're dropping shirts like. You know, mixtapes on oh, the yeah, streets yeah. right now. It just, <laughs> there's so many shirts now. Yep. That's the mom is the man, the right. mom, the ma. There's literally four or five different yeah. shirts that WWE is selling. They got to put they're, formula on the table. They're reaping yeah. the benefits of Becky Lynch getting pregnant. Um, but the street. <laughs> I think they're bowling this week. The street profits and Viking Raiders. Oh, finally. I think, I think where where are they going to that uh, some place would allow them with all this to go bowling if they're not building a little something which is a little out. It's of two. Flat, it's but. two face tag teams that are hanging out doing stuff. I, it, I think there's a match coming. Oh, there has to, it could be backlash. At backlash, and but, let's say that like. <laughs> Cooler heads won't prevail this week, and one of them, like, clotheslines the other and and beats them up wherever they're going to be to help set this up so they have a week to to get there. It's so bad, I think, that division is that, like, Backlash is the only place. It's like, all right, we'll we'll, we'll put it on Backlash. You know what I mean? Although the Backlash card is starting to get a little pretty good. I mean, it's better than what we thought it could be. <clears throat> the in your house card is phenomenal. I think. Oh yeah, that's, I, can't, I can't wait for it. That, that's gonna be that's gonna be a great card. Yeah, but you know that man. That's, yeah, that's gonna be, that's, that's gonna be a really good card. But I, you said you said perfect that the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders are just this is just a lead into something that's yeah. gonna be. How either. many times have we seen this before? We know where this is going. Yeah. Just get it on already. I would have preferred just like four or five weeks. Do you imagine of like of, of hate? Well, do you imagine like, word, but like a boardwalk wheel in the back of WWE Creative? Let's spin the wheel to see what we're doing now. Yeah, with this. probably they, with they all these different outcomes. Them. Yeah. You know, and like you know how they have, they have like the like the one little spot for like. Like where you like actually million dollars. win something, yeah. That it's that, like that middle spot is good programming, right? <laughs> good ideas. Create um, it yourself. Create like yourself. Right. Yeah. Free. They just create they a freedom. Just, they right. just spin the wheel and just wherever the shit lands, that's just where it goes. Right. But um. They went to a bury the hatchet. They went. To, uh, they're gonna do I an escape room. Maybe they go yeah. to an escape room. Yeah, next maybe week. The, but it was nice to see the street profits wrestle. Even though again, they only wrestled just to just to advertise the McIntyre Lashley feud, which was pretty good because you saw the building of the relationship of Lashley and MVP more, and you and now you really know that like MVP is there to stay with Mac and with Lashley. I think even yeah. after. The yeah. match is in, what, two weeks from today? because yeah, I think MVP will have somebody else join him soon. Yeah. MVP is doing top-level shit right now. He's like, really he, is, he is, uh, no pun intended, the MVP of these shows right now. Yeah. He, uh, he can, and then, and then we hate to, I kind of say this to the end, but 
We have a new United States champion. Yeah. Apollo Crews, which we did say was going to happen. Yes. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And if we didn't say, you and I had acted. I, I, like, about I it. like the move. Same. I really do. I like the move because he's a good example of a guy who's getting his chance because the right people are running the show, which yeah. is Paul Heyman. Now, does Paul Heyman have 100% control of every promo and content? No, I think Vince still has his toes in the water a little bit. But yeah. if, if Paul Heyman, who this goes back... If you, if anyone watched the uh, ruthless aggression episode of Raw and SmackDown, Paul Heyman made this trade with the guys from Raw. They sent over like Raw, or SmackDown sent to Raw the tag team champs, which are like La Resistance and Christian, and like Chris Jericho, and and he wanted Eddie Guerrero because he saw something in Guerrero. Right. And Eddie Guerrero's career skyrocketed. Am I saying that Apollo Crews is going to be the next Eddie Guerrero? Absolutely not. No. But I'm saying that the fact that Paul Heyman pulled the trigger on on a wrestler who he or thinks even was given the the, the, the chance, the okay, to yeah, do so, yeah, that's that's monumental for Apollo Crews' career. This is yeah. the first championship he's had in WWE. And he's been and he's been around for a while. He's been five years, I think. Yeah. he said he's been around five for years a while. in the WWE because he's Aha Nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, in the independent scene, and, and he went to NXT. He went to NXT, um, where I, I don't know if he was in a feud for the championship back then or whatever. But he was brought up rather quickly. He's a, he's a he wasn't very, down yeah. in NXT for a long he's time. He's a very athletic guy. Yeah, like he's just. I seen him. I think in Asbury when we went to uh, one of the shows, me and mm-hmm. my wife, um, which was great um, to see NXT back then. Yeah, had, uh, Enzo and Kaz and Carmella were there. Like I went to the bathroom. And I knew that they were coming out, and I was like, I just got to go. And the bathroom's all the way on the other side of the hallway, and I have to run all the way down. Enzo's music started playing, and I ran all the way back in, and my wife was like, It was like, sold out? It was, oh, hell yeah, it was sold out. It was busy as hell in there. Really? Yeah. Yep. That's good. Yeah. And I, I think I Finn Balor was there, because I think that's when he was feuding with uh, Samoa Joe back yeah. then. Yeah. Um, so that was good. I got to see all those guys back then, and it was so, so great. Now... Now for us to see them all, well, Enzo's not there, and Finn Balor's on NXT, so we have to go to Florida to see him. But um, no, I think I think Apollo winning the belt, it was it was something fresh, it was something new, and I think I think Andrade carrying that belt was just getting stale. It really was. It wasn't really going anywhere. No, he kept losing. Very, he very kept stacked. losing. So what? Yeah. What did he really do with it? And Nothing. also, he had that. Um, he didn't get hurt. He had that uh, violation, wellness policy violation, yeah. so he was out for 30 days. Um, and then the world took a shit. So, like, <laughs> you know, and then all these roles. He was out of WrestleMania stuff, yeah, and, yep. and all this stuff. So that's fine, you know. Yeah. But he, he can go in a better direction. Maybe it's easier to tell a story with the, with not having a championship because yeah. um, you can get into more things. Now, as far as Apollo Crews is concerned, he needs to, like, Put some more bass in his voice. And what I mean by that is, like, you know, just... He's too happy. a little tough. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. He's too a little, happy. Which is fine. Yeah. You can be happy. Yeah. And just be tough at the same time. That's cool. And Because he looks it. I yeah. Mean, this dude is built like a brick shit house. Yes. To steal your turn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And how about this? How about four Raw Champions, four baby faces? 
Yeah, I didn't expect that. They don't like to do that. They don't like to do that. So you know a change is coming. You just don't know where. Obviously, it's not going to be with the U.S. Championship. Unless they felt like, ah, shit, let's run it back and have them drop it again, which makes no sense. Which could happen because... It's happened before. Because then maybe it'll... That was like when Zack Ryder. When Zack Ryder became the IC champ Oh, the next like a day, feel-good thing? Because he, he was in New York or yeah. whatever? Right. Well, that was WrestleMania... Th- it was the opening match of WrestleMania 32. Yep. No one thought that he was going to win. Well, so his he dad wins. was in the crowd. His dad was in the crowd. And his dad was involved in the angle towards the tail end or yeah. whatever. And then that was it afterward. And then he drops it to Miz the next day. Correct. Literally on Raw. So I think that they're advertising Apollo Crews to challenge someone of his choice. Well, they should bring back that U.S. Open challenge. I think that was really cool. Like, that belt has some meaning because it does those open challenges. And if you want to be the champion with this belt... This is what it entails. Mm-hmm. I Cody think Rhodes is doing that. He's stealing another thing. From I I seen that. He's I stealing. That. He's With got the T- Oh my god! Have you seen that belt? That TNT Championship belt? The twenty four seven belt. You mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Can like. It's an old. It's doing? an. It's it's a throwback to the NWA Television Championship oh. with the red, but it just doesn't look good. It's supposed to be gold, not silver, too. Um, it looks like the Raw Tag Team Championship. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it looks horrible, but whatever. That's that's a whole nother tangent, and I don't want to go down that road. Yeah, I ain't but, about that. Um, I do think because Garza beat Owens that we're gonna see Cruz against Garza for the title. And okay, four, and so four. that's who's gonna step in and uh, challenge him because it it was left blank in the um, in the promo, you know, for next week. So yeah, it's gonna be. You think he's gonna win, Garza? I mean, he's. Of of the people in Selena's stable, so too, he's so, the hottest one because they keep booking him to win. So what they did keeps losing, and he was an NXT champion or, and the United States champion, and he keeps losing. Um, Garza keeps winning. Now I say that because you know how like they had you know how they do the advertisements for Raw, they're the wrestlers on the screen. It's like. <sighs> I'm trying to, it's like an advertisement. Yeah. So you right. had like you had McIntyre on the front. You had Charlotte for Raw, which makes no sense. But they took oh, in the package, how the show starts. No, oh. no, it's a it's a picture like uh, like say in a magazine, like you know, there's an ad. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a preview for the following week. Yeah, well, I forget yeah. what that actual term is called. But, but yeah. Garza's pictures on it now. They they took out who they take out in Raw. They took someone's picture and they put Garza in now. So like there's like seven wrestlers on the front. And Garza's one of them. Okay, so that means and they he's and a they major they, guy. they really like Garza too because he can speak more English than Andrade. Yeah, Andrade. I guarantee you that really has a lot to do. And Umberto too. And Umberto, yeah. So that has a lot to do with it. Would I be surprised if Apollo faced Garza and lost? I wouldn't be surprised. No, but it would be quite shitty though. But it's it's nothing that we haven't seen in the past. I would feel bad for Apollo Cruz. Absolutely. If 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 I'm gonna give him a run, a minimum one month, minimum. And here's another thing that maybe could have changed in a week. So let's say that was supposed to happen this Monday. Um, and you said you've seen, you know, Garza inserted in that little preview. Or yeah, it's like a picture. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes they, they have to call an audible with everything going on. Um, in today's world, do you really want to have this African-American man drop this belt, United States Championship, and hear me out? I never thought and, about that. And then, and then go into, like, let's say, a heel roll because he lost? 
with everything going on and from what I'm reading as we're doing this podcast like they're burning down Tampa so and oh, really? WWE's in Florida right now I don't think they can do that um, no. that would be uh, not good <laughs> not at all yeah, you're um, right. So, you know, you, you, also have to, you also have to think about some of those things. I mean, that's so reading into to everything. Yeah. But what, what do we do? You know, what do we train? We got to read all all the angles here. Mm-hmm. And that could be one angle. So they might really go with him winning, holding on to this belt for quite some time till maybe things cool down a little bit. And then maybe he is supposed to join back up with MVP. Well, you you know. talk about angle. And you know, transitioning to to the SmackDown angle of Jeff Hardy hitting Elias with a car, using his previous experience of alcoholism, yeah. which is kind of like kayfabe breaking the fourth wall. Although he has, you know, he's actually it's been mentioned on television, like you yeah. Know, so if they Smackdown, mention it, then yeah. it's made to be that way. Now, now know? this is this is just when they. This is this is. I threw my glasses off because <laughs> it, this is. I, I feel there's a rant. Bro. This is this is where this is beat red. This is where WWE creative just takes a shit. Yeah, you can't stir the pot. Obviously, it's Sheamus. Obviously, it's King Corbin. King Corbin lost to to Elias. Sheamus lost to Hardy. How would we tell that? Yeah. Who would tell you that? Right. What character who hasn't debuted yet, whose whole premise is to find the truth, the hacker. The hacker. Right. This is this is the big. Now maybe we'll see it this week, and maybe I'll put a sock in my mouth because I said it before and I'll say it again. This is the same bullshit programming in WWE leading you to think one thing, and they take a complete shit storm and go the opposite way. Right. That was the perfect time. You don't need Jeff Hardy to come out at the end and distract Sheamus. Yeah, that was weird. You don't need that because everyone knew Daniel Bryan was going to win because you can't have... No one's interested in Sheamus and AJ Styles as as the finals. Right. Because everyone knows that you can't have a heel and technically Styles is a heel. Right. On paper, a heel and a heel go together. But you don't need that stupid distraction just to cause and guess what's going to happen now? They're going to run yeah. that back with the two of them getting into a feud again. Yes, and yeah. guess where it's going to culminate? <laughs> Backlash. Backlash. <laughs> so... In a that was, jail cell match. Yeah. <laughs> Some stupid gimmick. <laughs> A DWI match. Oh, oh, at a bar. Uh, uh, that's bad. But that, it was uh, there was a lot of negative reviews about. I mean, doing... Jeff Hardy had to sign off on that. All oh yeah, you know, so that was, there was a lot of negative reviews about. They that. said Matt and uh, Matt's wife were a little pissed off about. Yeah, that. Matt sent a tweet out saying, "Think I'm very happy working for AEW." Yeah, that's all he wrote. But um, uh. It's just it's just gonna culminate in a match of backlash. It's kind of weird how they just took Elias out of it like that. I didn't expect that to open SmackDown, nor did I expect that to happen because I really expected AJ and Elias to wrestle. But you gave AJ the buy, and I don't think AJ was behind it because obviously he was gonna win the entire time. Yeah. Set, I think I told you from the beginning it's gonna be Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Did say that? Yes, you and did. And I do think I mean, AJ that makes Styles, for great, te- and it's gonna be on television. Yes, two he weeks. He said that too. Yeah. Two weeks yeah. on Fox. Where you know, obviously yeah. set it up. It's gonna be two weeks, so it's gonna be the Friday before Backlash. But uh, AJ Styles should win. He has to win. He has to carry the belt. So Friday make before it Backlash, do you think they're actually gonna have a match that day, and it, it won't get like some schmoz? 
finish, and then they'll just push that actual match to Backlash. Yeah, they might. You never know. They could have a rematch at Backlash, but all I know yeah. is that, 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 that if AJ Styles doesn't win that match, then they're really fucked. Yeah, I don't know why they decided to put it on Fox other than ratings. That's the only yeah. thing that makes sense and not on the pay-per-view. Again, I, mean, I would have put it on the pay-per-view. Yeah, it's a great I'll yeah. wait two weeks to see it. Let well, them put promos on each other, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, they're going to have a lead-up to it. Maybe they'll have a maybe they'll have a confrontation next week where AJ Styles cuts a promo, Daniel Bryan comes out, right. and you know maybe that'll end SmackDown next week, which it probably will because that's the most important thing in SmackDown because your champion is wrestling in a two-on-one handicap match against a tag team that has no irrelevance <laughs> in right now in professional wrestling. Uh, so, again, because... You sound very happy. Because, because the... The most important character on SmackDown right now is not even there. That's correct. The Fiend. Yes. Bray Wyatt. He hasn't made a debut. He hasn't he hasn't appeared since since Money in the Bank, which was what? Well, the fourteenth? That was Mother's Day, whatever. May tenth, whatever. Yeah, it was Mother's Day. Yeah, it was May tenth. So um, it's been a couple weeks now and the writing's on the wall that he's gonna come back. Does he come back at Backlash? No. You don't think so? They're too smart for that. They're too stupid. Oh, to right. Oh, all right. Okay. You know when he'll show up? He'll show up on the SmackDown after Backlash. That's what he'll do. Mm. But ideally, if I'm booking it, I would have him show up at the end of the Miz and Morrison match, and then you lead into your 20% off t-shirt on WWEshop.com commercial. <laughs> cue so, the promo. Cue the promo. 40% promo off, code, right. 40% off belts. 25% off titles. Buy one, get one free shirts for a dollar only. Or whatever it is. Right. And then they don't have the wing belt because it sells out. Still, um, I, I look every other day. But that, that whole angle of Sheamus and... Hardy, you saw the writing was on the wall before when they were doing the vignettes with Hardy. It's just going to be a cultivating the match with them in a pay per view. Correct. Right. Da, 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 da. We'll move on. Another part of SmackDown, which kind of makes no sense, it could be the build up of something, is you had uh, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross hosting a tag team champion forum with the New Day because you have your tag <laughs> because you have your tag team champions who have been tag team champions for God knows when for God knows how long who don't wrestle on the show because they don't think anybody else can wrestle tag teams except the New Day uh, cut a stupid promo with no reasoning and then you have Bailey and Sasha Banks come out just to create a stupid match that's not going to go anywhere I thought you said you liked Smackdown <laughs> this is not the time I thought I was no, getting no, I did like Smackdown but why why are you the Iconics coming off of a good attack and a good promo on Raw, not even uh, having a championship match. Now you're going to give a championship match to Bailey and Sasha Banks. But what did you say? You said something was different, though, about that. You think something's going to happen. Oh, uh, between uh, Sasha and, and Bailey. Bailey. Yeah, for sure. Like, we're going to finally, finally, which we thought we were going to see a year ago, get this breakup of... Uh, let's call it the the call him the boss and hug connection here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both heels. Sasha's been kind of quiet, playing that um, coy, like that coy, coy secondary role. And we know that's not the boss's character. What's the boss? The boss is number one. Boss is at the top. Mm-hmm. So why her character would want to continually be behind the shadow of Bailey? And Bailey called her the face of the women's division. Yes, she did too. Several times. Yeah. Yes. Which um, is kind of weird. Yeah, but yeah, she's been. I don't think that was the first time she said that either. Um, in recent weeks, so you know that's got to 
that's got to eat at somebody yeah. who hasn't been given the opportunity. Okay, it's their best friend. I mean, we've seen this story a million times. Um, sometimes it, it works, and other times it's like, all right, just get it over with. Um, I would like to see this happen, and hopefully next week with the two tag with the tag teams going for the championship. Obviously, they're not going to win it, but no. hopefully you see a descent between the two, uh, Bailey and Sasha, so you see them start to break up. That friendship deteriorates because the writing is on the wall. We all know it's going to happen. Just hit the button already. Just let it go. I heard that they want to pause the feud because... It's not in Boston. Yeah. When has she ever won? Nobody ever wins in their hometown. Wasn't Helen a cell in Boston when she lost the flare? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably. I think it like was. Like I said, nobody ever wins in their hometown, and no. if you do, you're lucky. It's probably been a... The only one I remember was when the British Bulldog won in SummerSlam 92. Well, if he didn't, all no, night, yeah. how well, many thousands that, of people were going to... Well, that was different because they were Bret Hart fans, too. They had two faces. Oh, yeah, One yeah. guy from England in Wembley Stadium. In Wembley, right. Yeah. But uh, you're right. But you don't go there often, so... No. You know. I think they do that because... I feel like that's too obvious that they're going to win their hometown. Even though it's the right now, decision. Well, now it's not it, the obvious choice is that they're going to lose. Yeah. So have they programmed us enough to know, okay, such and such is built from here. They are from here. They're going to lose every time now. Yeah. You know, it's the complete opposite. And Sasha was on a losing streak. Like yeah. She, oh, I, yeah. In my opinion, before I looked at the spoiler, thank you for 3 4, because I was late watching SmackDown because I asked my wife to DVR it and she forgot to DVR it for half an hour. Wait, you don't have it on like regular recording every no, week? What? I, I what is just, wrong I, with you? I just fixed it. Christine did. Oh, serious? Series, yeah. Series? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I thought she was going to lose to Alexa Bliss. I really did. I didn't expect her to win. She looks good. Yeah. So oh, of course. Hey. Hey. When she took off, like, her jacket, I was like, hey. She's the boss. <laughs> but she's the boss for yeah. real, boy. I no, but I thought that match was actually pretty good. Like, yeah. For, like... And she wasn't even wrestling in, like, regular... No, she, she was she wrestling had, like, in, like, sneakers. Like, sneakers. Because that's what I thought was funny. Uh, Bailey was like, I'm going to go get your shoes. And then they came <laughs> back, and she had her sneakers on. Yeah. And then there was a match. I didn't expect that. You know, sometimes... You see him wearing certain clothes. You're like, they're not gonna. And they'll take like a little bump. They won't do a full wrestling match. Yeah. Like and Nikki Cross was kind of funny on commentary. <laughs> yeah, she kept cheering Lexi. Lexi. Yeah, and like she's standing on top of the table, and, like. And Bailey's like, like she was petting. Up. She was petting like Michael Cole's head. I thought what was so funny was she was like, "Hey, you don't talk about Michael Cole like that." Yeah. And he's smiling. <laughs> oh, that's the best. Um, no, I know. I know you want to dive into this. Because you thought it was enjoyable, and so did I. The Otis Mandy. Um, it was a it was vignette. A, yeah, guess. it's a vignette. It was yeah, a it take was fast on times fast times, right? right? Uh, obviously, the the role was opposite. I she think she looks when, good. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's for another show. Our wives are listening. Yeah, the, she is. She. Um, yeah, yeah. Good for you, Otis. Although good. I know it's just you know a ploy. But, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I, I really thought that segment was super funny, oh, so yeah. well put together. Otis is hysterical. Mandy goes with it. Um, they actually look like they're enjoying themselves, like having a great time. And, yeah, I think it's great. And you can really feel that, and that's what makes it so much enjoyable, um, uh, so much better to watch. 
and you, you get that real sense um, that they're actually having fun with this angle and what they're doing. Um, the comedy, it was going back to comedy and promos, this was great. He came out of the water. He ripped his shirt off. He was like, and she's, like uh, she's in a, a daydream. Yeah, yeah. Calling her a peach. And eating a peach. Um, and and then, um, you know, he gets in the water. He comes out. And um, she's basically daydreaming. And she says, yeah. oh, I had a dream about uh, somebody, you know, this guy coming out of the water. And then, you know, obviously they knew it was, it was each other. And it was uh-huh. just great. It was well done. And like you did a cannonball on her. Oh like, yeah, that was the best. And she was—I oh, I forgot what she had in her hand, but she squirted the bottle. Uh, suntan lotion. It was suntan lotion. Yeah. Okay, that was great. It that was. was uh, it was. It, it was suntan lotion. And well done, tasteful yet funny, and yes. you played on um, the old movie. That was great. That was whoever Absolutely. did that. Kudos to them because that was. Yeah, that was that. That was a that was a breath of. Um, I'd have to say Breath of Fresh Air a little bit I thought as far for as For sure It was definitely the, the highlight of the week And you know what was really good too? What? I really enjoyed Sonya Deville versus um, Lacey oh, yeah. Evans Yeah really Sonya that, Deville's yeah. character is awesome Yeah it's like a um, She grew like some edge to her Yeah I really thought that was cool Edge Yeah Very edgy I thought it was good I thought that the fact that it ended a double count out, I thought I think that there'll be another match coming up with them too. If not, then then book it right now. That'll be the backlash pre-show match, um, which I do see that could happening, or they can get thrown to the card last minute. If it goes on the card, I'm watching. I'll watch back. Yeah, I, that was, that, I like I Lacey that was Evans. A great match. I like Lacey Evans. I've always liked I Lacey Evans. I told you I seen her at the airport. Um, in New Orleans after WrestleMania in New Orleans mm-hmm. and I knew who she was I had to explain to my wife we were grabbing food and she was also grabbing food with her husband and her daughter and I didn't like want to fanboy out and and like go over there and ask her but I knew I was the only one who knew who she was because mm-hmm. she was on NXT at this time but I didn't want to be that guy she was with her family like a lot of those people they don't appreciate that so I, I chose to like play the cool common collective role but I was like hey hun look I, I was trying to tell her who she was and you know her character and stuff and at first I was like no that's not her and, and then I was like yes it is and it totally was she had the hat and everything like I, I shouldn't have been so naive I was also tired as hell but um, yeah I definitely seen her at the airport she was like a, a little further away from um me than you are right now. Yeah, like that's I mean, what she was. Yeah. <clears throat> we're sitting across from the table, so she's I mean. tall. Oh yeah. By the way, oh, yeah. huge. Now, the the thing about Lacey and Sonya, it, it was definitely above, I think, our expectations. Like I didn't expect that to happen. No, I, I really didn't expect that match. And, no, and, and and it was set and, up on social media. Yeah, they both. Yeah, that was that was a good setup, and they, they, they both showed like a lot of intensity. Like that was something that I never saw from Sonya Deville before. I mean, a little bit with Mandy Rose during that um that little grudge they had, yeah. but um they kept the action. The action, like the wrestling work, was pretty simple, but like it was very hard hitting. Simple, effective. Yeah, came off well on television. They actually benefited from that little bit of crowd that was there. I, I really want to say that. Um, Lacey looks a lot better in the ring. Sonya actually was always pretty good in the ring. Yeah, she was good. I mean, um, I, I'm looking forward to future 
you know, little installments or matches between them. Same. Really, uh, Same. Me yeah. too. And That's I hope really that it. I hope that feud goes for a little bit because yeah. um, I really thought that was one of the better matches on SmackDown. We had a lot of the Battle Royal was good. I thought that was a great way to I thought, start off I thought, television. I thought, I thought the Battle Royal was good, um, even though... I mean, it was nice to see other people get a shot, too. Hell yeah. Like, you see Shorty G in there. Right, so obviously is, he's not the happier. Uh, there we go. Before, before I throw my phone against oh, the Oh, right, please. I'm too, way too close to you yeah. to be hit by a telephone today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, obviously he's not the hacker. But it was no. great to see him back on television. Hey, you saw Dolph one, Ziggler. You saw Dolph, but once again, what did they Lindsay. do? They just made fun of him about Jimmy the height saw. thing, which is kind of yeah. old already. And that's how they got into a match, him and Cesaro later on. Yeah, and, I'll and, talk about that later And on. Shinsuke didn't even do anything. He let Cesaro get bitch slapped, <laughs> laughed as he picked him yeah. up, and then like they walked off screen. I'm like, come on, some, some friend, if you slapped the shit out of me, <laughs> or you seen me get slapped... And didn't do anything, I'd be so pissed off at you. <laughs> how, about, how about Jay Uso being the last guy in the match with Sheamus? I think I wanted him to win. Yeah, I mean, I, I, hey, I think they did that because they knew Jimmy's out. So you know, give you, Jay give you, Jay some screen time. You can't let this guy sit for about yeah. six months. It's going to be after they months. really were because they it's were just four, it's, it's four months. So four yeah, months four now. Four but, months. Um, you can't let him sit and do nothing. Yeah, that's not really... fair. You know, like give him a chance to develop. Like everybody, okay, if you're a tag team, you know everybody deserves a chance. Like look at what Otis is doing. Yeah, ha- we still haven't seen Tucker either. By the way, it's been like yeah, three weeks. I don't know what's up with that. I don't either. I think there's probably some under- other underlining things right now, or he's just not important that they don't need him to be in the story. Yeah, um, but I think yeah. I think the only reason why Sheamus was was there because he obviously framed Hardy for what he did. So I think I think uh, just just try to get that second chance in that battle royal. I think what Sheamus did was just to just to do it, you know. Oh, Jeff Hardy did and just set him up for failure and then Jeff Hardy had the last the last laugh at the end. Um, but we'll we'll dive into that into a, in a second. And especially and now talk about diving. Uh, Do <laughs> you want to talk about diving? Like let's let's talk about Vince McMahon diving to that into that grave pit for fucking Cesaro because he keeps burying him and burying him. Right. And, and burying Vince is the him. one digging the hole. <laughs> Vince is the, this is good shit. Vince Vince McMahon is he's crushing Cesaro and has been forever for what reason I have no clue Cesaro Cesaro would benefit from a change on the roster to go with Seth Rollins though oh absolutely yeah he would benefit from that the most send him over yeah there's your trade for a player to be named later (laughs) yeah but you can't just I mean you gotta trade Cesaro and somebody else I think for AJ Styles Oh yeah, well yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. We'll have that's, that conversation. That, that, that's like if you trade Cesar for AJ Styles, that's like a bad fantasy football pick. Yeah, you, bad fantasy. Football you got him trade. for a background, uh, background, uh, backup kicker and yeah. a ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you Cesaro, the 1992 King of the Ring pay per view, and two packets of mustard, <laughs> two packets of mustard, and a half-eaten hamburger for AJ Styles. Right. Why? Why is Shorty okay? <laughs> Chad Gable. Why is Chad Gable beating Cesaro in four minutes on national television? Why? Can't can we just? I mean, they crammed a lot of stuff in the match. 
Like, it was a lot of good action. They did. They they told a lot of they, the story. They, they crammed it in four minutes, and, like, can we what just... what seemed to be, they had that first hour. Yeah. You think about it. They can were we just drop the Shorty G gimmick? He wears the basketball shirt and the basketball shorts. And he's like, shorts. hey! Like, right, it's like, showtime! But like, <laughs> you, can't, you, you, you can't see the, another John Cena reference, but, like, I emphasize, like, his... Entrance to Alex, right? The way like, he motions. Hey, look right. at me! Right. You know what I mean? Where he it's throws like the arms it, up and, it, yeah, up and it, down. It, right. it, it doesn't. Why can't he just have like a badass amateur wrestler gimmick where ready, like, willing, and gable? Oh, first of all, he, speaking he, of he which, uses his technique. I know you're gonna right. say, yeah. He uses his like his wrestling skills right. from back in the day to make up for his size. Right, right. Because he lets the wrestling talk because it's bigger than he yes. is. And, Why and we haven't seen that since I don't know Shelton Benjamin and Charlie Hosted, the yeah, world's, greatest, the tag world's team, greatest tag team, and the world in the ruthless aggression area. Another, there's another good wrestler, Shelton Benjamin. I mean, th- th- I think his days are behind him, but I know what you. I know you're gonna say we had a Jason Jordan. <laughs> we have a Jason Jordan sighting. <laughs> I thought I, I thought he did. I thought he died, but. <laughs> Um, Shit, he had that neck injury. He probably could have. Oh, yeah, it was pretty bad, but yeah. he is a producer. Yeah. Yeah, we saw him, and um, that was uh, that was good to see him. Yeah. Another guy got a little bit of screen time. Why? Because yeah. they laid everybody else off. That's right. So, and Adam Pierce too. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. That dude is tall. Yeah. He was standing on that box, and I was like, why is this guy so tall? And then I look, and I was like, oh, he's standing on like mm-hmm. a fucking milk crate. Yeah. To try to get the attention of the locker room or whatever. And I think they need... I think we need... I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Some sort of, like, authority figure again or something. How can I just... How... Who's saying, oh, all right, they just made this match official? Like, who? who's the one making this match official? Is Jack Tunney back from the dead? <laughs> Jack Tunney. <laughs> Is he back? Oh, like, God. what are you doing? Comment on... Uh... The post when we release this episode, if you can tell me who Jack Tunney is, because like a <laughs> lot. I mean, you, I mean, I mean, I know you're gonna use the Google, but like when we throw out a Jack Tunney reference, uh, that's that's pretty old school. <laughs> we're we're dating ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um, I mean, it was a good SmackDown. It was. I mean, you know, when aside they, from I mean, Cesaro being buried, is what you were God, saying before, like just getting buried, like be, it's 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 becoming. Cynical. It's just, it, it's just becoming like a joke. A joke. He's a, he's a joke. He like he's literally becoming a joke. And um, you feel bad for him, but you know the great match potential is in him because we've seen it uh, on rare occasions. Unfortunately, because that's the position they put him in. Yeah, it's it's, but it's, it's when he does have the time, he shines. He yes. can't talk. That's fine. Yes. He was so good in the bar. And you've seen that little... Speaking of that, you've seen a little nod to the bar between him and Sheamus. Mm-hmm. Um, put him back together, man. I love them. They yeah. you need a tag team, right? Are right. we talking about that? It's all right. Just, just so the New Day will beat him. Uh, you know? It's right. all right. The New Day will beat him. Uh, and, now, and now Big E's coming out with, you know, the, you know, you know what's going to happen. They're going to start throwing pancakes in the crowd now. Because oh, they can. Yeah. Yeah, they, they can. can. And, like, the main, like the main event of SmackDown, um, it was very expected what was going to happen. You knew something was going to happen with Matt Hardy coming out and causing Shane. You mean Jeff. Whatever. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, Hardy the Hardy coming out and costing Shane the match. And then, and then we had an announcement. 
We had Matt Riddle. We all knew it was coming. Yeah, you had told me during the week, actually. And yeah. I had seen it posted online, and I was like, God damn it. I guess Kurt Angle's hired again. He's just making sporadic. I told you, he was furloughed. Yeah, he's so making he, sporadic right, yeah. Another wrestler that I thought is... Or another wrestler that I thought got fired <laughs> is Drake Maverick. Yeah. Uh, did you see that match in NXT? Yeah, so here we go. Let's go here to NXT. Go. Let's go to NXT. Phenomenal. Phenomenal, Phenomenal match. match. It was... Kushida is so fucking good. Yeah. He's so cool, Japan, man. Too, man. Um, it, was, and it was scrappy. You know what I mean? It was like a scrap match. Just scrappy. Three guys just going after each other. What a good scrap. Yeah. And I'll watch that. I, if if uh, NXT was just that match in three different, like, increments... Yeah. Sign me up, man. That was, was awesome. Like, some of the action that was in it... Like, the way, the, the way that they fought each other, like, all simultaneously together, that was something one that was different. One move threw one guy into another guy to yeah. another move. Like, it was very fluid, is the yes. word. Fluid. Yes. Uh, um, well, however they staged it. And Jake Atlas, that was the guy in the match. Mm -hmm. I like that little DDT he does off the, um, that, off the top rope. Where he I mean, kind of does that cartwheel. I guess it's called a cartwheel DDT, yeah. which is really cool. You know, obviously, you know it's being set up because I seen it coming on Drake Maverick when he fir the first did it. The second time, obviously, he missed it. Now, it was great that Drake won, right? Yeah. But because I hope considering that he, that he was fired, was it really great? But you don't know if it's he was. Story That's like, oh, we didn't even say. Drew Gulak. Hello. Oh, back. I told you he wasn't gone. It was just a contract. The, the Gulak is back. The Gulak is back. Yeah, he was in the first segment. Yeah, right. and he lost, but all right, go ahead. Right, That's yeah. NXT. Um, but I don't... That promo that... I don't know if you've seen where Drake Maverick was basically in tears. Yeah, it was like a... It was so good. It was like... That That tugged at my heartstrings. Yeah, like you, you felt bad for him. I thought that was real. Yeah, I say that. Uh, I I know it was real, but like, it was very well done. Mm -hmm. And to actually see him wrestle now, and it's probably the first time he's like wrestle wrestled since you know he's been here with the WWE. And um, I, although, I really enjoyed it. Although his twenty four seven gimmick was hilarious. Oh, that was great. Well, I don't know if it really was his wife, is Ma his wife, it is. Or whatever. No, oh, it is. Man, God bless you. Maverick twenty four seven. Did you see that show like yes. Austin three sixteen? Yeah. No, that's that's, that's that was cool. That's that was great. That's his real wife. Yeah, he oh. really got married. Oof. And they really filmed that too. Like his wife Did said, they? you can do it. Yeah. Oh my that god. That was his real wedding day. Uh, they just took out Braun Strowman and EC3, though, because they were grooming. They're, they're grooms but they, that was legitimately right. his, his wedding day. Yep. And, like, you know, we saw a typical Gargano squat, like, what Gargano's doing. Like, I like I like this character. Yeah. And the I like, and I like what his wife is doing, too. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. She's a little badass. Yeah. And then you had Mia Yim and, and Keith Lee. Make I thought that was funny. Make I thought that was perfect Because I can't show. breathe right now. Um... Yeah, making fun of the, like a little dinner party. Right, that they had been doing in yeah. previous weeks on on NXT. Yep, that was good. And I thought, they had uh, the, I thought uh, that was good. What were they holding the flashlight and then the mm -hmm. the whole mooding, uh, the mood lighting change? Yeah. It was great. Even even Gargano was like, oh, here's a here's a good opportunity for a young wrestler to wrestle. <laughs> oh yeah, like it turns out Adrian to be it, 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 it turns out to be um, just a chance to just like bully him and just squash him. Of course. Well, yeah, you that's, knew that's what that, he was that's like. I think I think that's like Gargano's like new 
uh, gimmick. I don't know. I guess you want to say gimmick, but like. But what confused me was later on in that promo. So were they really? So was me? I, I'm just reading too much into it. This is so stupid. I should just really let this go. But so you had me and him, and um, I guess her boyfriend, uh, Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. On doing good, the promo good, for good their for house. Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, conversations for another uh, yeah. podcast. Um, they're at their house eating pizza or whatever, and here comes um, Tegan Knox and whatever. Then you see her later, maybe a segment later, one segment later, get involved in the uh, Shotzi Blackheart match. Mm-hmm. We'll get to the next. And then you've seen the Gargano. Yeah. Then you've seen. Um, yeah, then you see Mia Yim, I think, came down or whatever. Like, she was there. So, like, wait, when was this? I got to suspend disbelief a little bit. I get it. But, like, when was this done or whatever? Like, yeah. I don't get that. That that kind of threw me off a little bit. But that's just me being an idiot. You know, <laughs> just let it go. Just let it go, Al. All right. Let it go. Um, no, I, aren't they doing a, a mixed tag match? Yeah. This week. Uh, they should be doing it this week, and yeah. then I think they and announced And they announced, well, they will die. Yeah, that's... Yeah. The, the, the card for NXT in your house... I hope they bring is, the house ...is back. turning to be phenomenal. Yeah. You have Karrion Cross against Tommaso Ciampa. You have Gargano... Can that close the show? No. no. And I'll tell you... Well, well, go ahead. No, finish. you have Gargano against Lee. You have the triple threat, Io Shirai, Charlotte, Rhea Ripley. And then now we have... They announced um, triple threat. Triple threat. If it doesn't, let's say it starts a show, it'll be the second to last match. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the last match we know will be Velveteen Dream versus Adam Cole, and it's gonna be. Uh, I hope Dream goes over, but I'm. Uh, that's just me being a fanboy. Now that's gonna be um, staged somewhere. It's yeah. not gonna be in a wrestling ring. I don't think. Nah. But I think they're talking about they're they're gonna so it's be like a gimmick match. This is the last time that these two can like whatever, right? Isn't that the stip? Yeah, right. Yeah, That's they they agree for, that Adam Cole and William Regal agree that it's the last chance that. Well, after William Regal told Cole that he has a specific place or a specific place for the match, but he uh, he didn't dive into what that place was, uh, and then okay. Cole said, "All right, well, this would be the, this is the last time that right Green here. Challenge. Okay, if you have that, here's what here's my so what I want. So this right? is what's gonna happen. My then. demands. Yeah. yeah, if Dream loses, he's going to Raw. Mm-hmm. I think. If All right, Dream so loses, he's going to Raw. NXT. Yeah, if Dream loses, he'll go to Raw because Riddle's on SmackDown. Oh man. But I don't. I, I don't. I don't see Cole." I don't see... Uh, see, Velveteen Dream... I can't... So, what saddens me the most is if this happens, I never thought that Velveteen Dream's appearance would be in front of what we see yeah. and not in front of a live crowd because that live crowd would go crazy. Oh, yeah. So, I've seen just like entrance. Drew winning at WrestleMania, he could have benefited from the crowd. Um... Velveteen could benefit from a debut. Otis and Mandy crap. kissing in front of everybody for the first time. Well, we miss all these things, so like. It just it's just a list of things that are getting ruined by yeah the by society by society. But yeah, that's tough because WWE can't stop their programming. Like, no, they just no, can't I, stop I, I get it, but you hope that they bring 
when when we are able to have live crowds again, they bring the heat, man. They bring that. Oh, they're going to go hard. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't care how much budget you got to put back into pyro. Just yeah. everybody gets pyro. One punch pyro. Yep. Um... But we had a couple women's matches, like we said before. We had Raquel Gonzalez against Shotzi Blackheart. And, that was a good uh, match. Yeah, that, that Raquel's a little stiff for sure. Yeah, she she looks like a like she looks like a tall yeah. Sonya Deville. Oh shit! Kinda. Sonya Deville mixed with China. That's yeah. what she looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Shotzi she is she is being built as China. Mm-hmm. If if you haven't like kind of figured that out yet yeah you know and again that match is also or like uh, or like Diesel yeah like that match also kind of showed off you know how we always say like you know matches are for another person like yeah. with Bobby Lashley recently like the fact that Tegan Knox came to the ringside and and tried to help against Dakota Kai like correct that feud that's still going that's a good feud that's a good feud that's, that, that's a good feud there's some actual hatred there between two friends who used to be friends like I get it like that works mm-hmm. you know um, and so just let it play out just finish it whatever yeah the, um, I thought it was done and now they I guess seem to be running it back in some kind of way I, I, that match went a couple segments too. They won a couple commercials. It did, yeah. yeah at least I, two. I didn't care much about the Charlotte tag team match. She picked her partner. I didn't care about that either. I really didn't, honestly. You I didn't mean, Chelsea see Green. Any... Yeah. I think that was. I mean, Chelsea Green got the rub because yeah. obviously she fired Robert Stone. If you've seen that backstage segment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the rest of the week, Robert Stone has been trying to find her number, which obviously should have which is weird um and he's like are you serious so I, I didn't see that coming but i guess it's being built as like charlotte put her over and whatever so now she's bigger than him and so i i don't i don't quite get it but then we seen a couple weeks ago that Aaliyah was at ringside with robert stone so oh. like i don't know where that's going um, yeah or if they even drop that like I don't know. That's a weird aside, you know, that maybe we'll see that play out next week. Yeah. Um, uh, but Charlotte's presence in, in the match, like... I'm she's just of, everywhere. She's everywhere, and I'm kind of over Three it. shows in a row. If you date back to the Friday SmackDown right. when she fought Bailey in that right. crap fest. So Charlotte then, you had Charlotte on Raw in a number one contenders match for a Raw championship belt. Let's just right. throw it in she's lost them all. Stick her to where she belongs. Right. Or she make her belongs drop the belt and, Or make her drop the belt and go to where she just, really belongs. Yeah, just make, like... Put just, it on Io Shirai. Let it yeah. go. And let uh, her in uh, uh, Rhea Ripley feud, you know what I mean, or or whatever, you know, just let it go. Yeah, it, it's why. <laughs> God, you're, uh, you're you're in deep uh, thought right no, now. No, I'm just admiring the posters that we put up. Oh, okay. Uh, Tuesday, Tuesday, so Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Um, is when the room will be done. This Tuesday in Texas. <laughs> this Tuesday in Texas. Um, so hopefully on Tuesday we can give you a tour. Yeah. Of the room. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. If we can do that. Uh, we, we should be able to do that. Uh, we will give you a tour. But uh, what, what, a, a good part of NXT that was really um, 
it, you didn't need any talking because like the action spoke the words of what they were trying to do was the confrontation of Tomasa Chomp and Scarlet. Nothing was said. Nothing she was said, said nothing. She just made facial uh, expressions, and that's a lost art where yeah. you don't need to say anything. You don't see that. And the eyes tell the story. The one time I can remember that, remember when Undertaker and Triple H challenged each other for WrestleMania? Which time? The first WrestleMania 28. 28, yeah. When, like, Undertaker came back, quote-unquote. This was the year after the second Sean match, yeah. Yeah, Undertaker came out. Yeah, this is fresh in everybody's mind because he's talking about this now on the yeah. last ride. Yeah, yeah, which is uh, which is on tonight. Which is no, be it's good. not. Not it's back not on, on until I think the Sunday. At, it's either back for Father's Day That's or back shit. after Backlash. Really? The, the like Horrible. airing right after Backlash. Horrible. There's like three weeks where we're not getting anything. God. Yep. I thought you knew. I I, I didn't even tell you because I didn't want to break your heart. That's funny. <laughs> That's fine. He's just doing a, a lot of fucking media. Yes. He's on everybody's media. podcast yeah, now. Yeah, except ours. Except ours. I tried. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I got to tell the story. So I'm, uh, I was on Instagram at Sunset Flip Radio, if you don't know us out there. And, and Facebook. And Facebook, too. So I decided, let me message some old wrestlers. To see if I can get them to talk on the show. Anybody who needs work. Anybody who needs money. work. And or money I, during the uh, COVID I'll experience. Tell you, I'll tell you some of the rest of I messaged. At first, my hopes were pretty high. I messaged Ted DiBiase, <laughs> Jake the Snake, God. Uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and I think that was it. But then when I realized that... Oh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. When I realized that I knew that wasn't going to work... I kind of went, like, lower than that, so I messaged Hornswoggle. <laughs> wow, Tom, you're fucking reaching, man. You I, didn't even tell me all this. I messaged Savio Vega. He's in Puerto Rico doing something. I messaged, um... Savio Vega. Oh my God. Well, that actually was... And I messaged Al Snow. And the only... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta read this. You I gotta read response. this. I gotta read this. And at I first, I didn't even know how that came up. You're like, look, you just sent me like some oh screenshot of what you were doing. <laughs> I thought you were out of your fucking gourd. <laughs> God, I gotta, me. I gotta, I'm giggling. I gotta read this. But his or Al Snow's response. I also, I also messaged the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, um, he didn't get back to you? No, he didn't. Oh, come on. So I messaged... World's the, greatest job. Right? At the real Al Snow, I wrote, Hello, my name is Thomas Lee. I'm a huge wrestling fan. I talked about Sunset Flip Radio, watching wrestling for 30 years, how much wrestling means to me. And then Al Snow writes, Hi, what exactly are you requesting? Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, um... That's a long-winded uh, Yeah, I wrote, I wrote like a novel, and he wrote back one sentence. And, uh... I just wrote any time that you want to uh, requesting a phone interview with you to talk about your career, your cherished moments, and some funny stories about your career as a wrestler. And it was tagged that he saw it, but he didn't say anything. Oh, so, okay. that was my next question too. Yeah, because he never followed. He up was on that. the out of the nine people that I messaged. Some were a little higher than what I thought, and I, like I'm at hopes up, but out of the nine, he was the only one to get back to me. But. God. That would have been great. God bless you. God bless me. Um, Al so, so back to the NXT. If he doesn't um, come in with a mannequin head. Oh, my God. Remember that? What does everybody want? Head. Yeah. They stopped making that action figure. Did they? 
because, because of the, because the, of the decapitated head. Yeah. If you have that action figure in mint condition, it's worth like a couple thousand dollars. Oh, shit. It really is. You know who probably has it? Zach Ryder. Uh, yep, thank you. Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona. <laughs> um, that match with um, the the main event of NXT, the... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm the uh, the fight pit NXT fight pit I'm the fight pit. losing my memory because I'm thinking about Al Snow rejecting my offer uh, <laughs> you've been rejected by Al Snow. Al Snow I think that's an achievement in and it of is. itself it is right. Timothy Thatcher against Matt Riddle you could have asked the Blue Meanie he probably would have got he, back to you I gotta be honest I'm actually I'm not trying to be funny Blue Meanie would have uh, messaged you back or uh, well, Bully Ray will just block you yeah you know he came into Me Moms a long time ago I remember I remember you that he used, he used to buy uh he, because he used to go pancakes. to the gym. Yep, blueberry pancakes. Uh, his wife, his girlfriend, whatever. She used to get the spinach salad. Um, no egg, because we had egg in it. Um, and he used to get like a side of. Oh, he got an omelet. It was like six or set. It was an egg white omelet. I remember because I used to make it. Um, and he came in, and my business partner at the time, Cameron, he was like. Dude, do you watch wrestling? I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he was, was like, nourish in the woods, <laughs> right? And he was like, do you remember blah blah blah? I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, I think that's him out there. I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I know he was doing work at TNA at the yeah. time, and you know I didn't want to be that guy, so I sent somebody else out there for clarification. Oh, it was him. Yeah. And it wasn't the first time that he had popped in there. Like I never went up to say hello or whatever. None of us ever did. Cause he just looked like he'd beat the shit out of me, yeah. but I know he's like, he's a cool dude, but, um, they got the same order at least four times that I remember. Um, cause they were always in that area. Um, but then they would, I think work out at that workout world that's in that plaza as well. Um, so yeah, that's just my quick wrestling story. Which I mean, he came to my business, which I thought was pretty fucking cool. Now, if I'm out, right, and I'm and I'm a 34 year old man, <laughs> and if I see like a wrestler, doesn't matter who it is, I would be I would act like an eight year old. Yeah, I would I would sprint to, oh, yeah. to see the wrestler. I I, I think I I've, I've had several opportunities to, but I like I had to be cool. You know, you don't want to be... Like I said, you don't want to be that guy. Nobody ever wants to be that guy. No, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy, please. All right. But, you know, and they appreciate it. If you give them a, a slight head nod, like a gesture, like, I know you're there. Like, you know? I heard Randy Orton hates that. Like, people... Like, I, I, I read blogs about how, like... People, Randy Orton, People would interrupt Randy Orton. Right. Like, when he was working out. And, like, then he would, like, just viewably abuse you on Twitter after it. Like he's like to the guy that in that that ruined my workout, ruined asshole. my set, right? Yeah, <laughs> I can't. I I don't do autographs while working out. Right. That's why I I don't. If you know the very limited right, Why you eat your egg white omelet? Can I have a? Can you put me in a three D through the table? <laughs> right, right through the front of my business. All right. Um, fight pit different because. Definitely didn't look like a UFC thing. No first ropes. First of all, no ropes. No you can see the ring post there. Yeah, no buttons. Yeah. No ropes. Nope. Uh, Kurt Angle was a special guest referee, which is pretty cool because yeah. he was a grappler wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kick that, that Riddle gave Thatcher was pretty intense. The one that supposedly he knocked, his, knocked teeth his teeth out, which yeah. was just a blood capsule, which at, at first, though, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I They caught me. They got me. Um, but then I realized, oh, 
he just has bad teeth anyway. Oh, so if he God. got a few more he's knocked got, out, he's got horrible growth. Woof. That's rough. Yeah. He needs to wear a mask. He does. <laughs> that guy. He does. But I like the fact that they had like the platform on top. I did too. That was different. I actually thought there was going to be people on top of the platform just watching, looking down. But they oh, like like old school fights. Like yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, like old school kickboxing. Like literally, John exactly kickboxing. Yeah. Right, because you're in the pit. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. Now that that was a that was a throwback of the Ken Shamrock. Oh, uh, uh, Dan, Se- Dan, Dan Severn. Yeah, they had, a, they had a couple of those matches. I know. I know Owen. No, Owen Hart wrestled Ken Shamrock in. Owen Hart, in Stu Hart's basement. I remember that. Mm. And him had to wait and he won. <laughs> but it was Steve Blackman against yeah. Ken Shamrock in the Lions Den match because that was a match. Lions Den. Den. Yes. Lions Den. Which was like, it was a circle. It was basically a UFC match, like cage, but it was like a cylinder. I remember it was like a like a V and they met in the middle with the ring. But this mm. was different because you had the barricade you know, uh, you had, you saw... It was like a Hell in the Cell match yeah. on steroids, you know? Matt like, Riddle did a floating bro off the high top. Ooh, yeah, that, that was good. cool. I think it was well done. Mm-hmm. Not I think, I know it was well done. Yeah. Um, it was different. Um, it wasn't too gimmicky. Mm-hmm. They didn't go over the top. And I yeah. think what Very everything brawlish. that they did was for a purpose. They used the structure... Um, and it served its purpose. I think it was awesome. Yeah, it was. It was basically it was the brawl that like it wasn't bad at all. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I think everyone that watched it should like it. I, I, yeah, I like very it. like UFC. Gra- you know, you had a lot of uh, yeah. It's very. And you had like you seen styles, but you also seen wrestling. Because yeah, we were watching wrestling too. Yeah, um, which I thought was because this is a podcast about professional wrestling. Right, and I, you know, what I thought was funny was how stiff um, Kurt Angle was. And oh. how, how much he, he actually got no in neck. there. He got in the way so many times, I yeah, noticed. He has no neck. Yeah. It's like a stump. Because his whole neck is like fused together. He's a thumb. He's like your big toe. Yeah. That's what he looks like, a big toe. Oh, he looks so bad at WrestleMania. Yeah. That, that, oh, God, like that. That was hard because I saw, I remember the, the first event that I ever saw with my dad wrestling live. Was it? He took me to SmackDown in 2000. At the Izod Center at Continental? Continental yeah. for my 14th birthday. I was 14. Me and my cousin Michael went. My dad, it was in August. And I saw... Yeah, they're normally out there. Yeah, I saw Kurt Angle wrestle. I remember that. And I remember seeing, uh, like, Mankind and The Rock and Austin. But, uh, like, watching Kurt Angle now, like, he, he didn't belong in that ring. Mm-hmm. He, like, he didn't... And I understand, like, his career. Like, he, at one point, he was, like... Like, so, like here's the thing about Kurt Angle. Like, he was such a good wrestler. Yeah. And, like, when people talk about wrestlers, like, the matches that he had with Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 21 was ridiculous. The matches he's had with Eddie Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, uh, Shawn Michaels with Edge... Like phenomenal matches. Yeah. And like when you think of wrestlers, like really good wrestlers, Kurt Angle's on top of that list. Hands down. Hands down. Yeah. And he he lived the gimmick. He wasn't a he was an Olympic wrestler. Right. 
I mean, probably. So, so living the gimmick and it wasn't too far off of yeah. himself. Yeah, and we're going back to the promos. He cut, like, you know, we, we're going back and forth on this on this episode about promos and a review and what we think. But it's funny because everything ties into it. Yeah, everything. So works, see, that, and that's the cool thing about professional wrestling because you can think of one thing with wrestling and you can watch a match and then you can watch a promo and then realize everything is intertwined. Yeah. That's what wrestling is. Right. It's just a bunch of intertwined events and circumstances that mesh together at the end of the day. And that's why I love it. Yeah, same. That's why I love it. And if it's done well, we all know when it's, if it's done garbage, well. hot but garbage. If, but if there's if there's hot garbage and bad placement and ba- like remember that time when the McMahons came out? That this was when it was like really bad. Remember it was like a year ago and it was like all right, we want the fans. Yes, to- that was in November it- of like eighteen. Yeah, it was Shane it was around, Vince. It, that's it was around it was- the time of Survivor Series when we're gonna give you guys. Uh, what you've been asking for, whatever. We're going to take care of the, the fans and everything. And then what did you get the next episode on Raw or SmackDown? Garbage. garbage. You got yeah. garbage. So they were like, well, what the hell did you just say that for? I know. I See, I got a feeling when we get back to live crowds, whenever that day is. They have no choice but to go uh, 100 miles an hour. They got to go for they, the gusto. They, 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 they got to go. Like, they got to go hard. Like. And I don't want them to just do it for two to three, for two weeks and then just fall right back into that scene. No, I'm talking mode. like. You have to change with everything that's happened. You have to change. And you should be using this time to develop what you want to do, make storylines for when that day comes that we can be in front of fans again. Yeah. And if you didn't learn anything from all of this shame on you go for the gusto like i'm talking about like the like the last four months of wcw where everybody was champion i'm talking like <laughs> you know like right. they knew the writing was on the wall yeah, like, like like you said like when i when i try to name the champions the attitude era i couldn't ruthless aggression era there's so many champions yeah like that's that's what we now it's hard because you know drew mcintyre they want to boost him and Whatever, and it's kind of stagnant. That, but when they go back, they gotta go like for everything. I'm talking like bring people up. Let's let's intertwine everything and let's just get the shit going on with. Because like, right. you know, there's there's gonna come a time where I mean, obviously people are getting sick and tired of what's going on in the world, but there's nothing the WWE can do about it. Right. So, but when they go back, though, let's just go back hard and let's go back. Let's, let's give you three. Let's give you five. Plus, uh, let's let's give you make, seven hours a, uh, a week. Let's make Raw six hours long. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, God. Sponsored Imagine. by Snickers. Right. <laughs> you know how much money that costs? Oh, my God. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's an idea. Let's make Raw four hours long. Right. God damn it. That's a good you, you shit. Think, you think they'll ever make SmackDown three hours? Mm, no, they can't. No. Not on Fox. No. Because Fox plays 11 o'clock. Unless Fox plays 10 o'clock news. Yeah, and you're not yeah. going to start at 7 o'clock. Nope. No, there's no way. You can't go against Cause, the news. Because they're syndicated with, like, what is it, like... Being on the Fox. The Big Bang Theory right. or, like, Seinfeld, yeah, whatever shows on at 7. Yeah. Access Tonight, Hollywood Tonight, I don't know what the fuck it's called, but... Yeah. Um, oh, I think it's, like, TMZ that's on yeah. or some but show. They're, yeah, they're whatever, syndicated yeah. and they have in the spot. But, like, USA can easily make NXT three hours. Correct. Just don't show the same episode of Law & Order SVU. Or uh, NCIS, Meyer whatever, whatever it is. Oh, it depends yeah. on the day. You're right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, we're really. 
I thought this. I thought this whole talk of promo was was really beneficial because we're we're talking about the promos that that are going on right now and everything that's going on and WWE is doing their best. But we always got to remember that the product from the past will never be the product from the current. Right. There's so many different limitations and values. Right. But, um, so you have to accept it for what it is. Yeah. And where, where the where wrestling is going yeah. now yeah. versus where it's come from. So um, the promos are still important. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, not as important as they once were. No. But sometimes even the old promos were just one off and didn't make any sense either. Yeah. So a couple of occasional promos that don't make any sense are all right because <laughs> that's yeah. very comedic. You know, you think yeah. of it that way. Well. We appreciate you listening to this episode. Yeah. Uh, you can check out this episode on Podbean and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Uh, we will be releasing the next topic for our episode probably tomorrow on Monday. <laughs> yeah. Probably after um, Raw. We'll yeah, after Raw. So uh, enjoy the week. Enjoy the week of wrestling, and you'll hear back from us uh, next week. Thank you so much, and take care. Later.